Yo, what's up? Welcome to another episode of Demo Listen. I'm Gray. I'm joined as always by my co-host Nathan. We do a very simple podcast. We listen to punk, hardcore, and punk and hardcore adjacent music that people send in to us, and we give our honest reaction. Uh, we don't make typically speaking, that is. We don't make value judgments about the music that we hear. Occasionally something is bad enough that we will lapse into uh, complete and utter diatribes about the low quality of the music that we just heard. Um, But it's very rare that we demand that somebody actually stops making music. By and large, we try to be supportive. We try to encourage people to check out bands in their area, buy music from bands, even if we don't necessarily enjoy it, go see bands. We really like punk and hardcore. And uh, we're just two dudes who uh, record a podcast in a basement, so don't take our opinion too seriously. The format of the show is that we have 10 bands in the queue every week. We roll some dice, and we usually get between through five and seven of them. That's really all there is to it. Um, although this week, as, in, as, as last week, we are just one man in a basement and one man in a bedroom because we are still under the coronavirus quarantine. So we're doing the responsible thing and uh, recording this remotely. So again, if this is your first episode, um, it's a little, the audio quality takes a bit of a hit from doing the, doing the remote recording, but I think it sounded uh, overall pretty good when I listened back to last week's episode. Uh, you know, for all of the downsides of living in a techno dystopia, one of the upsides is this amazing technology that we have that enables us to record our stupid podcast remotely. So, you know, if you're looking for upsides, there's one minor one in a sea of shit. Um, Nate, you got any uh, you got any news this week? Any news, concerns, points of order? Well, I, I wanted to point out that I, I thought it didn't sound too bad either. I was kind of surprised because um, it almost seemed when we were setting up that this was going to be that this was too easy. Right, you know what yes. I mean? Like, how could it be this easy? Something's something's going to happen, you know? Yeah. And uh, it didn't. It turned out okay. I think that the, the main thing is you and I can't look at each other, and so there's, like, pauses between us sometimes um, before when one person stops talking, the other one does. There's not a lot of cross-chatter, mm-hmm. um, which, I don't know, I kind of like the cross-chatter and the direct interaction. It makes things a bit more lively, but whatever. Yeah, for sure. All things considered, with what we have, I think that we, uh, you know, we did a pretty good job. I've listened to, you know, I've been listening to other podcasts during this period of time, and I think a lot of them are also using programs, if not this program, ones like it. And uh, I've noticed the same thing for sure. Although some of them tend to have, I think, a lot more cross chatter than we do, even via the programs uh, that they're using, like the applications that they're using, and. Uh, you'll get a lot of weird audio cut out. I noticed that happened to us a couple times, but overall I, I don't think it had too much of an impact on, uh, on what we were doing. So, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I don't really have a lot of, a, a lot of points of order. I wish I did. Um, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm usually working outside this time of year and, uh, that's a, a relief for me to be doing that. Um, so when I can't, I get, when, when I'm stuck inside, um, I get kind of bundled up and I get a little, uh, antsy and, uh, and, uh, just generally less pleasant to be around than I maybe already am. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that kind of sucks. I'm not generally a shut in. Um, I'm forced to do a lot of shit behind my computer. I mean, at least I get to work, but, uh, I, I have to do a lot of computer work, which I hate. The reason that I work outside is so that I can avoid this sort of thing. And, uh, so I have to do that and then whatever. It's uh, all minor complaints, all things considered, because, uh, hey, at least I ain't dying. This is true. Uh, I, I think that I have officially devolved into being completely listless. 
Um, I've gotten some shit done for sure. I've been, you know, I got, uh, I got a few new Killsurf City tracks, um, recorded. My homie Corey, who plays in Drug Church and myself are doing a long distance collab thing. Um, I know I've maybe mentioned them on the podcast before. I think we're going to have our friend Josh, who used to sing in the Texas band Lace, do vocals for it. Um, really good band, not a band anymore, but they put out something really rad. Uh, this record, Human Condition, a couple years ago, that's well worth checking out. So, I've I've managed to stay creatively active, but everything else about my life has fallen into complete and utter disrepair. I did shower and shave and stuff a couple days ago, so I'm feeling good about that. I, I put on actual clothes. Um, that said, my life ups, update is, you know, when we when we checked in last week, I was uh, laid off and probably in no position to actually receive unemployment benefits of any sort, but I had at least a tentative return to work date. Um, since that date, uh, I have actually lost my job for real. Um, Hmm. yeah. So, uh, so now I'm going to have to actually look for a, for a new job. Um, I might be sending out an email here pretty soon, seeing if the company that I was doing freelance writing work for is actually hiring again and uh, see if I can't get back in on that, on, on that grind. Um, the reason I lost my job is it's completely my fault in terms of I fucked up. Uh, but it also is like an excellent example of bootlicker cop behavior resulting in somebody getting, getting fired. Um, so as, as some of you guys knew uh, or know, rather, I worked for... Goodwill and I worked for Shop Goodwill and I I essentially dug through all of the shit that came in the bins before it ever got priced. I mean, it just came straight out of donation trucks. And I would dig through stuff and I would find the super valuable shit. And then I had a big stock of it at my desk and I would go through it and list like starter jackets and, you know, vintage snapbacks and shit and basically make this very shitty company a bunch of money. Well, you know, naturally, since my side hustle is doing vintage clothes resale, um, you know, I'd skim a little bit off the top for myself. Nothing that was already listed, nothing that was priced. Um, but typically speaking, I was also very discreet about it. I, I didn't ever pick anything up that uh, had ever passed through anybody else's hands, anything like that. Uh, so, you know, if I got, to, if I found a super gnarly piece, I would just, I, I would take it and I'd sell it. Um, well, I got a call last week from uh from the hr department and evidently somebody who i imagine is a woman i I think i know exactly who it is i think it's a woman that i worked with who is um very nosy gossipy type i knew i was caught because they called and they asked me about a pokedex a pokedex toy which i had snatched because i knew it was worth like 40 bucks and i knew it had not gone through anybody's hands Nobody else had seen it before it came to my desk, and I obviously didn't say anything on the post that I made online about it being from work or anything of that nature, nothing that would have indicated that I would have gotten it from Goodwill. Um, But they evidently received an email about this, and they mentioned the Pokédex by name, so I knew my my time was up as soon as they mentioned that, because I was like, damn, I didn't say anything that would indicate that this came from my place of employment. And they said, we got an email about this, Uh, we checked the... uh, we checked the security footage and we, we see that you had it in your hand at some point and now we see a picture of it that you took that is clearly not at the job site. Um, so my only guess is that this woman that I work with saw me, then I had heard her talking about lurking people's 
people's social media before and not really paid any mind to it. She must have seen me with the Pokedex at work, gone to check my Facebook for some other reason, just to be a, a lurky shithead, seen the Pokedex, then emailed the company and said, hey, this guy stole this thing. So uh, it is my fault 100% because I stole from my job. Mm. But, but also... Fuck that bitch for getting somebody fired during a fucking global pandemic as well. Well, I mean, fuck her for giving a shit about uh, what a a corporation, you know, how they're doing, right? Yeah. Well, also, they're they're a very, for anybody that that might be curious uh, as to the quality of Goodwill, I I was always very upfront about this. Uh, Goodwill is a bad company, too. They pay special needs workers um less than minimum wage um it is it is not it is not a good company they don't they do not speak well the management does not speak well of those special needs workers um you hear a lot of bullshit a lot of uh abusive language uh in the in the at least in the middle management of the company um so you know i I also didn't feel any sort of guilt about stealing from them but that said you know you get fired from a job if you steal from it. So that, that is 100% my bad. Yep. And, uh, you know, it is of course, that of course, frankly, a business plan built on a foundation of sand. Um, so, you know, it is what it is. You're always going to get bootlickers. Um, I guess one thing is, uh, you know, the perils of social media, the necessity, I guess, for certain things and also the perils of it as well. You know, yes, this is true. My my business model is built off of uh, off of social media and being able to post pictures up and uh, sell things to people. But uh, but yeah, that in this came in this case came with a little bit of backlash. So, uh, uh, you know, I'm I am I'm going to order a new computer for the pod. We finally surpassed the dollar amount that we needed in the bank where I can get uh, I think I can afford a pretty decent refurbished computer. Um, but, uh, I'll probably be needing to sell this old one now. Uh, I probably won't be able to get much money from it, but even if I can get 150 bucks from it or something like that, probably be needing to sell this one to make rent this month. So, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's looking bleak on the financial front for me at this precise moment, but this is a position I find myself in every once, every, once every couple of years. So it's, it's, it's like once every six months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's maybe more reasonable. Yeah, maybe right. once every six months. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's 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 more reasonable for sure. So, uh, so on on that note, uh, let's dive into the podcast this week. Yeah, I guess uh, you know, is there any uh, any shit stirring up that uh, should be brought to my attention? Anything that uh, I should weigh in on? I just feel I feel like uh, you know I just feel uh, I need something other than what. I'm currently focusing on to like, you know, to focus on, you know what I mean? Like I'm focusing a lot on, uh, this, uh, uh, scenario that is unfolding before everybody's eyes. And the fact that we're all so fucking stupid and helpless and, and dumb about it. Right. And, uh, you know, I was just trying to think of something else that I could, uh, focus my attention on and I can't, you know what? There's not a lot. I mean, I'm sh- there's a lot happening in the world, actually, but uh, the media certainly is not talking about it. Uh, there's not even any talk of like, there's not even any sort of like election coverage anymore, yeah. right? Like everything else has completely fallen by the wayside. I know. Um, I have not been on social media a ton at all. In general, I've said this before, I don't tend to check social media a lot. I'll post a fair amount, but I just kind of post and then log off and go about my day. Um, so if there's any sort of 
hardcore or punk related controversies going on on the internet i have missed those um yeah you know i've i've been pretty much in my own world i've been trying to stay creative i've been trying to be attentive to family stuff um uh, our friend Colin, who I play in the band Antlers as Roots with, um, his wife, uh, I, I believe, has the Rona. So we might have our first friend, first person in our friend group with uh, with a confirmed case of the Rona. I think they're they're waiting Dang. on, yeah, I think they're waiting on uh, test results. But the doc, Colin texted me uh, yesterday and uh, and said it was uh, the doctor was fairly certain and that he didn't want to leave the house. Obviously, now since he will be a carrier, most likely. So I, yeah. I did. I, I did some uh, grocery shopping for them yesterday and uh, dropped some groceries off on their back back porch for them um, since they can't leave the house now. And I imagine I'll probably be doing that a, at least one more time in the course of the next couple of weeks for them. So. Uh, so, yeah. So if you uh, if you think, you know, if you think the coronavirus is just a fantasy and you don't know anybody who actually has it, that was uh, the position I was in too. I mean, I didn't think it was a fantasy, but I didn't know anybody who had been directly affected by it yet. But now I think our friend's wife might have it. So there you go. See, now now we can have empathy. Before we had no empathy. Right. Um, just indignation and outrage at the situation that we find ourselves in. And now, because it personally affects us, we can have empathy. <laughs> right. That's how empathy works. Right. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, well, also, you know, I might cash in on this uh, on this present wave of hysteria too, because I got an extra handgun that I don't really need, so I might go ahead and sell that. And if I, you know, if I get rid of that, and then I get rid of this, uh, get rid of this computer, uh, you know, I got a, I got an extra few hundred bucks of Rona, Rona money uh, okay. to pay, pay rent with and do all right, do all right on. So uh, it might not be so pressing that I am not going to have a job at least for the next, you know, two, three weeks. All right. So, we're back uh, yeah. to the gun talk too, you know, we're, we're well, uh, yeah. And I, I even think uh, in one of our, one of the messages that I sent you, cause I sent you a few voice messages so that we can actually cover a few of those. Uh, I think one of those is actually gun talk related. Okay. My favorite. Yeah, right. Yes, exactly. Your favorite indeed. So, uh, sorry, there's a, there's a barking dog in the background. Um, so let's, uh, let's hit the queue for this week. Okay. So first up we have drain drain was in the queue previously. They are a California, I believe, uh, crossover thrash band. They're from Santa Cruz. They have two new tracks out and the new LP, I believe it is, is coming out on revelation in like a couple days. So, uh, somebody sent this in under the impression that nobody had sent them in before they have been sent in before they were in the queue before um but we just never got around to them so this is their newer track the, uh, of, of the two new singles that have been released this is the newest one it's a song called hyper vigilance mm -hmm. then we have the band yam bag this is a okay. which is a hell of a name um this is this was sent into us by our homie over at convulse records uh who also put out goon put out raw breed sure. i believe um you know sent over uh this new release that got a uh i think a video for it premiered on no echo uh, a few days ago so he sent that in um then we have conversations under map lights this was described to me as a project recorded by an individual um i think it was written by somebody as they were going through rehab um described it as post hardcore stuff said that most of his experiences with like grind and power violence shit uh, it doesn't sound like it's going to be necessarily in our wheelhouse uh, in terms of sound, but yo, shout out to being for a going to rehab and getting clean. That is a uh, that's a big that's a big 
fucking life milestone for sure and being uh you know artistically productive in the meantime that's cool yeah then we have got real people with give guns to hong kong i believe this is a demo band is from let me see hollywood uh well oh hollywood florida so uh different different than how hollywood california one would imagine um i don't know anything about this band uh oh i heard this i can't remember what it sounds like but this came up on one of those youtube channels yeah yeah it was sent to me by a couple different people Uh, yeah i think i maybe saw this on like turn on the tube or something yeah um then we have got uh exist to infect with their release holy death this was sent to us by Ruben Medina, listener of the show, plays guitar, drums, and vocals on this project, so it must be a recording project. It is a band from New Mexico. He said they're both like 18, 19 years old. This is their first band. He anticipates that you will hate it, Nate, but we will find out. Then we have got uh, an old-ass band with a new-ass song, the band As Friends Rust, with their song Up From The Muck. Nate, were you ever familiar with this band? No. I'm not a, I'm generally not, um, I'm not a a general patron of bands that have, uh, more than one or two words in their name. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. So as friends, Rust is a band that I used to like a fucking lot. Uh, Damian Moyle is a listener of the show. He is also the vocalist of the band. Um, he, I believe is a patron of the show. So shout out to Damien for that. Um, they're a band that actually broke up all the way back in 2002. They were on equal vision records. Um, they were a Florida band. So they were kind of, they were kind of in that whole scene. I mean, they were, they were sonically not that dissimilar from shit like hot water music and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. Um, definitely in that same world, put sure. some stuff out, put some stuff out on like doghouse records and shit like that. Um, I think some of the members play in like morning again. I think Damien actually played in like morning again, yeah. culture and shit. Um, so this was a, a more melodic project of his that has just recently reformed. I think they've released like two singles. I have not listened to either of them, but I think this is the most recent of the two. Um, then next up, we have the band Worry. This was sent in a while ago by one of the members of the band, um, but it just didn't make it to the queue. They actually emailed us for uh, a separate reason to submit a uh, death metal band, and then I noticed that this had just never gotten thrown in the queue, so I'm throwing them in this week. I don't know anything about this band other than that it was self-described as vars- or Junior Varsity League Neurosis, uh, and th- the song lengths definitely reflect that. Hmm. So we'll we'll see how that goes if we land on it. Okay. Um, then the band that they sent in, actually, other than their own band, is a band called Teeth. This is evidently a death metal band from Los Angeles. Don't know anything about it other than that. Then we have got Ian Shelton. Ian Shelton plays in RJC, uh, Regional Justice Center. He is the mind behind RJC in general. He... Uh, he writes all those songs, I think, on the original demos, maybe played all the instruments and shit, but RJC is sort of a proper band now. I don't really know what this project is, is all about. He sent it in to me. He, like, texted it to me and said, hey, I'm dropping this in a couple days. Um, it should be up by the time you guys record the next episode of the podcast. It's a visual... So there's, like, a visual for it, like a, a video. Mm-hmm. It's on I think it's on YouTube exclusively, and he released it under just his name because it's just him doing it. And like I said, RJC is more of a proper band, na- the pro- proper band now. But it's, like, 
I guess it's pre-existing regional Justice Center songs that he sort of cut up the parts from and rearranged and then performed and recorded all himself. I'm not chopped really and screwed. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, it's regional Justice Center chopped and screwed. Um, I don't know. Sounds weird. Sounds like I have I have no idea what it's about. I've been waiting to check it out, um, you know, for the podcast, see if it comes up in the in the in the dice roll today. Um but yeah, I have no idea what to expect from that. Mm. Uh, I get you know, RJC remix records, I guess. Yeah. Uh, then uh, last up, we have Glean with their demo. Uh, New Morality Zine put this out. New Morality Zine has put out a handful of things. They are a print zine that also does seven inches tapes and things of that nature. I believe they are based out of Chicago. They've put out stuff for Life's Question. They've put out stuff for uh, Porcupine, who's played at my house. I'm friends with a couple dudes in that band. Uh, I don't know anything about this uh, kid that listens to the show named Ryan McGrath sent this in. He said that uh, he has trouble pigeonholing it into any particular genre. So if uh, if we land on it, I guess we'll see what it sounds like. Okay. So on that note, go ahead and roll the dice. All righty. One. Okay. One is Drain. The Bandcamp is drain831.bandcamp.com. The track is Hypervigilance. Uh, the artwork is... Very OG West Coast thrash inspired stuff. Yeah, they have a logo, or they 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 have a, a mascot that is a shark. Um, there's a shark fin in this. There's a dude uh, surfing, doing a big air over the shark fin. It's you know, I mean, it's very like MOD or like SOD stuff. You yeah, know, it definitely definitely inspired by that. But that it has that that uh, really stupid cartoony sort of like West Coast hardcore uh, motif with the artwork itself. Right. Yeah. For sure. You know? Looks like this is featuring Taylor Young, uh, most famously of Twitching Tongues, but is plays in some other bands as well. Uh, the name of the LP is California Cursed, and like I said, I think it comes out in like a handful of days at this point on Rev. So uh, yeah, let's listen to the song Hypervigilance by Drain off of their upcoming record, California Cursed. Okay.
All right, that was the song Hypervigilance by the band Drain from Santa Cruz, California, off of their upcoming LP, California Cursed. Nate? Um, that was gym music. Uh, come on in the background on some Spotify channel. It's okay. Um, I'm kind of on the fence on it. Okay. I like the production. It was good and beefy. Um, one might even say maybe almost like overproduced, you know? Yeah, it was, it was very clean for sure. You know what I mean? Um, but you could hear everything really. I mean, even the bass, the bass reminded me, I mean, it sounded like in some, in, in some points it sounded like uh, an anthrax song, um, oh, for sure. where you can hear a lot, you know, Frank Bellow pretty clearly on a lot of anthrax recordings. Um, the chuggy breakdown part at the end really threw me off. Yeah. Um, wasn't feeling that would have liked to seen the lyrics for the song. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I think like this is a format too, where like, I don't know, it's always fun. You can have like a fun, bouncy crossover song like this with some pretty intense lyrics. Um, right. and that'll sometimes sway me one way or another. You know what I mean? For um, sure. I don't know. There was, there was a lot, there was a lot of stuff in there that pulled from things I like. I mean, we talked about MOD, a lot of MOD obvious in that, right? right. A lot of Dan Lilliker vehicles in that, honestly, right? I mean, when you, yeah. when you think, you know, it was a lot of bands that Dan Lilliker had a, had a, had a part in like being in or starting or whatever, played an influence in that. But I don't know. There seemed to be this, this uh, abruptness to, you know, like, especially with that breakdown part at the end that I was just like, man, come on. It's like we said last week, you're just throwing a bone. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, that's, for that's sure. how I felt about that. I would like to listen to the rest of the LP, but I'm not going to buy it to hear it. You know what I mean? Right. Um, so just based on what we're given with this promo. Okay. You know what I mean? If I heard this come on uh, a Spotify channel or whatever that I'm listening to a music stream at the gym, I'd be like, okay, this is fine. Um, but hopefully there's a Sodom song up next. For sure. So a lot of the Drain stuff that I've heard prior to this, well, all of the Drain stuff that I've heard prior to this, I've enjoyed a lot more than this. This song was not bad at all, but it was a bit of a riff. It was a bit of a riff salad. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Um, it was, there was not a lot for me to sink my teeth in there to, you know, uh, there was not, not a lot there for me to sink my teeth into, in terms of a riff that actually stuck around for any length of time. Um, I'm all for writing songs that go from part to part as long as that format works well. But for this, the riffs were all just sort of like noodly and amorphous enough that, I, I already don't really remember what the song sounded like. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? It was, it was, it was just, it was, it sounded like a promo for maybe several songs off of the LP. Right. You yes, know what exactly. I mean? <laughs> and that's, that's, it never really gave you anything to really sink your teeth into. The only point it did was when they put in the obligatory fucking breakdown part at the end. Right. And I felt like that was a little bit of, uh, as, as you said, it felt, it felt super tacked on there. It didn't really feel like it fit in vibe with the rest of the track that, that much. Yeah. Um, that said, it wasn't bad and you know, some of the riffs were okay, but it just, yeah, you, it didn't stick with anything long enough to, to, I mean, there was no sort of earwig parts in there that just get stuck in your head. There was nothing to keep me wanting to come back to that song for another listen. Um, not a ton to dissect there in terms of like really meat on the bones in my opinion and a lot of the drain stuff that i've heard prior to this 
is riffy, but maybe a little bit more straightforward structurally. And uh, I think it's worked to their advantage. I haven't heard the other single off of this yet. Um, it may be more in the uh, traditional writing style that they've taken in the past. I'm not sure. I'm, I'll probably listen to it after this and, and find out. Um, I'm definitely going to listen to the LP because I've liked what they've put out thus far. Um, with the exception of this track, which again, I didn't hate, but it just, there wasn't a lot there for me to love either, you know? Yeah, it didn't, you're right. It, it didn't give, it, it never settled into something that I could really nod my head to. Um, right. and, uh, like I said, it was okay. It was, it was a cheesy bean and rice burrito of, uh, hardcore of, of, of crossover. It's just fine. Right. But, uh, I'm not going to go out of my way to get one. And, uh, I certainly don't remember the, you know, the last cheesy bean and rice burrito I had. Right. Yeah, for sure. That's a, yo, I love that you've returned to your tried and true food analogy. Format. It's, it's been a minute, right? But uh, yeah. it's, you know, I think that that's applicable there, you know? I, I would say so. Yeah. Like a cheesy bean and rice is, is perfectly good for what it is. It, uh, it fills you up when you need it to. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's not a big investment, so you're not going to regret. Exactly. One. Exactly. It's cheap. It's just good enough that it'll get you through. It's good on a road trip. But I'm not gonna like try to make it at home. Right. I'm certainly not gonna go to go to a proper restaurant and, and order their version of one. <laughs> right, for sure. You know what I mean? It's it's just yeah. it's fine. Um, but when it comes down to it, I would l- rather listen to Anthrax. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Uh, like I said, I'm I'm definitely gonna check out the rest of the record and uh, hopefully it delivers a little bit more because I've really liked the Drain stuff that I've heard up until now. Um, so you know maybe the record will uh, hit a little bit harder and have have some more have some more meat on the bones. But yeah. until until then, Drain uh, a valiant effort. Not quite getting there for me with this track, but uh, but y'all Go are a good man. <laughs> y'all are a good band and Revelation is putting this out. So props on that. That's a, you know, that's a, that's a big achievement. I would, I would love to put out a record on Revelation. So shout out to y'all for that. Um, let's, uh, let's roll the dice. See what's up next. All right. Four. Okay. Four is, four is real people. The band camp is real people sucks.bandcamp.com. As I said, this is, I believe, a demo. It's called Give Guns to Hong Kong. And the artwork is, the artwork is maybe the shittiest we've seen on the show. Uh, yeah, it probably is. It's like Knife Rider was shitty, but Knife Rider was shitty um, by design. Right. You know, like I, I, you could tell they didn't put a lot of, whoever did this didn't put a lot, ton of effort into this either. But um this is like a photocopy of a pencil drawing that so- someone went and went over it with like ink just on the, you know, outside lines to line it out in ink. In many ways, it's not much different than our fucking <laughs> podcast <laughs> artwork. <laughs> I think th- I think the podcast artwork has a little bit more uh, quality. Well, that's this- literally what I did was a pencil drawing that I went over with <laughs> with ink. That that is true, but I don't I don't even think that this has gone over with ink, man. That just looks like pencil to me. That looks okay. just like that just looks like dark pencil. I mean, this this looks like a drawing that I would have done in one of my notebooks when I was like twelve or thirteen. Yeah. And, and getting into punk and just doodling in class. I actually got in trouble once in school for uh, drawing a bunch of guns. Uh, I had to go to the office because I was just drawing page after page of guns in my notebook. I used to um, I used to get sent to the guidance counselor for shit like that all the time. This yeah. was like pre-Columbine. Um, right. So I imagine post-Columbine, it would have been a totally different thing. 
yeah they took it very they took it very seriously yeah i I once like textured a brick wall with just the uh just the words worship satan over and over and over again like cross hatching and yeah uh, you know got sent to the got sent to the guidance counselor for that and you know other artwork showing like you know mothers shitting out parts of babies and you know (laughs) things like that yeah, I, I did a drawing once in shop class that was uh, a cartoon version of me jumping off a building and splattering on the sidewalk. Yeah. And uh, the shop teacher said something about, hey, stop jo- stop joking around. Um, and I said, I'm not joking around in terms of like, I was just trying to get out of getting in trouble. You know what I mean? Like I thought he was reprimanding me for talking to my homie or something. Right. I didn't realize he was talking about the drawing. So he sent me to the guidance counselor and uh, she said, "What? What is this? Are you gonna? You have to you have plans to kill yourself?" And I said, "Absolutely not." And then she called my mom and told my mom what I had done. And my mom laughed and said, "Oh no, you don't have to worry about him killing himself. If anything, he'll kill someone else." Uh, <laughs> which didn't which didn't help my case with the guidance counselor or the administration of that school at all. Yeah. Um, well, anyway, it was there was there, you were you were. Um, sort of past that like line that columbine line where people took that shit more seriously because i used to write like in short stories and stuff i used to write i used to write the most horrific goddamn short stories for english and then we would get to read them in front of the class and i used to (laughs) hope that i would get get picked to read you know yeah and and I, i wrote i wrote one that was about some kid that so when i was like 13 there was going to be a comic book store that opened up literally across the street from where i lived right Mm. and of course i'm going to be stoked about that right it was supposed to open up in some like old hair salon and uh the local neighbors particularly the neighbors of a certain age old people um decided that no that wasn't going to happen because that was going to bring ruffians and stuff into the neighborhood and you know they weren't going to have that so they like pro they, they basically signed a petition all that sort of stuff and co- the comic book store couldn't open mm-hmm. and it opened across town uh which you know drew my 13 year or 14 year old ire um i mean it would draw my 43 year old ire now but um yeah sure uh, so I wrote a story about exacting my revenge because my grandmother <laughs> was also one of the people that signed the petition because she didn't like the idea. Oh, and the comic book store's name was supposed to be Agents of Chaos okay. um, with like an anarchy symbol for the A, right? Right. Um, well, nobody liked that because, you know, that that you might as well have a pentagram, right? Sure. You know, I mean, this was, this was uh, not too long after like the satanic panic and people were still sort of feeling that. It might have been in the middle of the satanic panic, actually, like not towards the tail end of it, actually. Right. But uh, so I wrote some long ass story about like a kid getting up and like getting ready to go to school. And he like fucking blows his grandmother away, (laughs) cuts her up in the kitchen. And then he goes, he, instead of going to school, he says, fuck you, the day's ruined. I'm not going to make it to school now. And and it basically just was like going door to door and slaughtering old people. And like <laughs> what I thought were really gratuitous, like, you know, 13 year old renditions of how you would chop old people to bits and like, you know, like blowing old woman's tits off with a shotgun <laughs> and, and, and stuff like that. And 
and it ended, it culminated. I remember I, the, the story culminated with like a deadly shootout downtown where, you know, you were like shooting cops, shooting their, their, uh, the, the, the gas tanks on cop cars and blowing up cops and like, you know, shitting on everyone and stuff. I mean, it was really <laughs> ridiculous. Uh, but my favorite part was, of course, the, um, you know, the protagonist of the story died, right? He was killed by right. the cops. And he said something like to the effect of, you know, if only I could have gotten my comic books. And then his parents killed themselves out of grief. The dad hung himself <laughs> in the basement. And the mom, this is the best part. The mom killed herself by repeatedly smashing her face off the corner of the kitchen counter until she caved <laughs> her skull in. <laughs> what a terrible way to go. What an inefficient way to commit it's, suicide. It's completely impractical, right? I mean, that would be virtually impossible to do. Um, unless yeah, you give probably, yourself like one really, really, really good whack on a really hard, sharp counter. Yeah. Um, otherwise, you would probably pass out long before you dealt the lead. Yeah, the but that's how she did it. She just repeatedly rammed her face uh, into the corner of the uh, marble kitchen countertop. Um, and I, I remember I did get to read that one in front of the class. Um, so that was pretty fun. Anyway. Yeah, um, well, this, yeah, that's, this, that's on par with this. The artwork yeah. for this demo is on par. So I kind of like it. Yeah, I kind of like it too, but it is like I, I mean, it is truly bad. It is, it is, it is awfully rendered. It is as low effort as anything that we have seen, and it's, uh, it's coming out of a place called Hollywood in South Florida. So that seems maybe totally on par. Yeah. I'm looking at, I'm looking at the picture. They look like younger folks, um, and they look like total shit. I see a, I see a mullet in the mix. Well, I see some bad sunglasses. They look like they're trying their damnedest to look like they're from Australia. I, I, I was just about to say they look like a fucking Emil and the Sniffers. Yeah, yeah. Um, so let's. I want to listen to the song "The Hollywood Gimp." Okay, because that is a that is a very good song name, and it is presumably about something uh, something with their hometown because uh, they're from Hollywood, Florida. So we are going to listen to "The Hollywood Gimp" by Real People off of their demo "Give Guns to Hong Kong." Okay. We just heard the song "The Hollywood Gimp" by Real People off of their demo "Give Guns to Hong Kong." Um, so we said that they look like they're Australian. They sounded like they were Australian as well. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, there's lots of lowbrow, lo-fi, just good disposable punk rock like this going around, um, which is always fun. 
uh, in many ways um, indistinguishable from one another in some ways, you know? Right. Um, I enjoyed this. This is, this is one of those like, you know, you, 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 this is one of those like demos or whatever that you'll be into for about like, you know, three weeks. And then you just kind of like fall off it because something else hot comes up or something like that. This is very much, um, this is very much flavor of the month sort of thing, but I'm into it. Yeah, for sure. I was, I was actually going to use exactly that, that phrase to describe it. I was going to say flavor of the week, but yeah, flavor of the month. Um, it's perfectly good. You know what I mean? Right up my alley in terms of like shitty, low effort, punk rock stuff. Um, sounds like it could be something that came out on lumpy records, but maybe not quite up to that standard. Uh, because typically the bands that I hear that come out on lumpy are like, they're doing this style, but they're doing, I mean, they're not doing just this style. It runs a pretty, a a pretty wide gamut of stuff, but, um, you know, they're doing stuff that's sort of in this world, but they're doing a perfected version of it. Yeah. It's a lot more refined. Right. Exactly. They're doing the pro version of this kind of stuff. Um, but this is definitely in that same world. And as such, I enjoyed it a lot. It is, I mean, the music was totally on par with the artwork, right? I mean, it was, it was low effort and shitty, but in all the ways that I really like, I really liked the imagery of, of the Hollywood gimp running around on the beach, getting needles in his feet. Yeah. Um, it, it, it evoked, yeah, the imagery it evoked was strong of a, of a, uh, you know, like maybe a local, a local character of some lore in their neck of the woods. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I liked pretty much everything about this. As you said, though, yeah, it'll probably, it'll probably leave my rotation in a few weeks when something else comes along. Um, I do, I don't know if there are physical copies of this because I would pick up a tape of this for sure. Um, well, not right now because I'm fucking yeah. broken the joke, but you know what I'm saying. Um, I'd, yeah, I don't know if there are physical copies of this. Evidently, though, people have been begging them for it because in the about section of this, it says you guys have been asking for a demo. You finally got it. Okay. So I guess the people of Hollywood, Florida, were starved for the real people demo, and they finally got what they were asking for. So shout out to that scene. Yeah. I would really, I would really like to see if the if the whole scene of Hollywood, Florida, is like this, or if this is just maybe this is everyone in the in the Hollywood, Florida punk and hardcore scene this is the this is the whole contingent right here yeah i don't know i'm not terribly familiar with florida anyway uh you know and, and looking at the photo of these people the music totally fits what they look like you know what i mean Absolutely. you're not, you're not going to look like that forever there's a window when you're going to look like that and then you're going to realize that you're done with it right um, and uh just like everything else there's like uh there's a grace period where you can sort of look like that for you know that's your look for like a year or so. Right. Um, but then after that, when you look like that, you realize that just, um, everybody else that looks like you is, is actually a fucking scumbag. <laughs> right, not yes, not exactly. just cosplaying a scumbag. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Uh, and then, you know, maybe if you were to revisit such a shitty look in your sixties, it's cool again. Right. Yes, exactly. Yeah. You know, we've, it's, we've, We've talked about that before. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's fun. It's uh, it's, it's a fun little thing. Like I said, it's it definitely flavor of the week. There was that, um, there was that Australian band and this doesn't sonically, it's not that much similar. It's not, it's not really, really dissimilar. It's a little faster and so forth. But that, that Australian band, um, was it the chats? Uh, uh-huh, yeah. They had that song Smoko. Right. That, uh, I listened to a lot cause it was really funny and, um, mm-hmm. uh, I haven't listened to that in probably a year. Right. Right. I used to just annoy uh, Tiff a lot. I tell her I was on Smoko. 
And then I'd play that song and she'd ask, you know, well, can you, can you help me something? I'd be like, I'm on Smoko, so leave me alone. Right. Um, you know, but you know, I had fun with it and then I move on flavor of the week. Yeah, for sure. And you know, you noted too, like the, the look, this look eventually goes away. Typically when the look goes away, the people go away yes. too. Yes. You know, this is, this is make no mistake. I mean, like a lot of punk and hardcore music, uh, and sub genres of that broad umbrella, it's a, it's a thing that tourists get into while they're in college. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then they, they drop out. Bloomington, Indiana is like a perfect example of that. You get a ton of, of rad, shitty punk bands that put out like a couple demos and a seven inch or something. And you see them at a couple house shows. They're good. They, they do what they're doing well, but you can tell that they're never really in it, right? They're just like kind of passing through as they wear a dangly earring for four years until they get a degree. They're in it for the irony and the laughs, and that's fine. Um, and you know, move on. Right? Yeah, for sure. Speaking of which, uh, if you want to talk about shitty, shitty hardcore punk uh, that's in this world that s- totally stands up, and uh, I revisited for the first time in a couple years, uh, and and Bloomington, Indiana, actually as well, um, the Matrix demo. If anybody has not listened to that. Look it up. It's on YouTube. They also have a tape that is a live recording that I think it's totally different songs from the demo. It's essentially just another demo. And I think maybe the dude from Harakiri Diot did uh, a seven inch for them. Hmm. It might've just been a seven inch pressing of the demo, but I revisited it thanks to a friend of the show, Meyer. Uh, I had, I remember listening to it when it came out a few years ago and loving it so much revisited it the other day and have been listening to it nonstop. It's so fucking good. It is. There are a few things that I've heard that sound more like they are from 1982, the, the matrix demo and all of the right ways. Um, it's not a world away from this kind of stuff in that it's just like bare bones, hardcore punk, but it is perfectly delivered. And it is, uh, I don't know, those kids might be posers, who knows, but, uh, the music that they delivered was definitely not flavor of the week music. That is a thing I will be re- revisiting in, in 10 years. It is so, so fucking good. Um, yeah, that just, uh, th- that is only marginally related to what we were just talking about other than the fact that we were, you know, as I mentioned Bloomington and sort of like dangly earring punk and shit like that. Yeah. That is definitely a cream of the crop type of stuff. Well, this, I mean, this go go ahead and finish finish what you're going to say. Um, go ahead. I, I was just going to say this maybe will not stand the test of time as well, but it will be something that I could I could see myself hearing this in in five years. You know what I mean? If I pick up a tape copy of this or something and, and finding it in a collection when I'm reorganizing shit and putting it on and being like, oh yeah, this was pretty fucking good. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's what I mean. Like this 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 is this is a style that never really goes away. Um, right and. As long as it's executed with at least you know a, a level of competency, this was this was competently executed. Mm-hmm. It's not like if I didn't hear this, I, I'm not going to fall off it because I stop liking this sort of stuff. It's just that loads of this stuff comes down the pipe, right? And exactly. you know, if I if if I had this on tape or something like that, and didn't listen to it for like six years, and then probably like, oh, this is a dope little tape. I'll give this I'll give this a listen. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. So, you know, nothing but love to real people. I like this stuff a lot. Um, we'll see if it ends up going past the demo stage because, like I said, a lot of these bands, they'll just put out a demo. They'll maybe put out, you know, one tape and then they'll be done. Um, it would be cool to see more stuff from these guys, though. I will uh, definitely check out the rest of this demo. If it's uh, if it's all like this, then I'm sure I'll dig it a lot. So shout out to real people. Shout out to South Florida. Florida, you're a fucking weird state. And uh, it's only fitting that you uh, 
that you produce some weirdo music to go to go along with that vibe. So yeah, let's uh, let's roll the dice to see what's up next. Eight. Okay, let's see. Nine. Okay, eight is Teeth. The band is or the Bandcamp is Teeth TL This is a death metal band from Los Angeles. This was sent in to us by another band who was submitting their own stuff that I think said that it was the stuff that they said was a junior varsity varsity league neurosis. And then they also submitted this uh, death metal shit. The artwork is is wild. Um, I, I kind of like the art, but it does give me the impression that this might be death metal that I won't like. Yeah, I like the art too, but this is very, um, this, this immediately evokes images of like, um, if yes, we're a death metal band. Right. I'm expecting tech death. Yes. To be, to be frank with you. And I, I, I hope that's not what is delivered because It is it is very rare that I like some that I like tech death. You know what I mean? I, I like fucking Neraxis and it, 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 there are some exceptions for sure, but like it ain't it ain't often. Um, let's see here. I don't really know what song we should we should listen to. I will say the songs are not overly lengthy for death metal songs. So shout out to uh, shout out to Teeth for that at the very least. Uh, when I loaded the page, it loads to Cretan. Okay. That may be something that they're steering you towards. Oh, yeah, yeah. It looks like Cretan is the autoplay song. Okay, cool. So, yeah, let's listen to Cretan then. Uh, So we are going to hear Cretan by Teeth off of their record, The Curse of Entropy.
right, we just heard the song Cretan by the band Teeth off of their LP, The Curse of Entropy. That was okay. It was aptly played, well played. Um, I I don't generally find this style of death metal very interesting. Um, it, I, it was towing up to a line of tech, but not mm-hmm. really. Right. Um, and I see that it's on translation loss, and that makes sense um, when you think about other, other artists that are on translation loss. For sure. Um, so it, you know, it full, it fits right in with, you know, it fits right in with, you know, things like, um, uh, Sulaco or Mouth of the Architect or something like that. Right. Um, I like death metal. That's a bit more, I guess, low bow, low brow and brutal, or at least hearkening back to the, you know, traditional early death metal styles. Um, this was okay. I mean, this wouldn't exist without a band like death. Um, sure. And so for that reason, I give it, you know, it, it falls sort of in like the second or third tier of death metal that I might like, you know what I mean? Right. Um, so yeah, it wouldn't, it wouldn't exist without like an album like Death's Human. Um, but um, it's not grabbing me. It's not forcing me to pay attention and it's not as, uh, as I guess, barbaric as I would like death metal to be sometimes or most of the time. Right. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, I, I, yeah, I essentially feel the same way. It definitely makes sense that it's on translation loss. This is definitely not a world away from something like Mouth of the Architect. Right. Um, but, you know, that's that said, that's about as far into that world as I really go. Right. Um, and even even at that, it's not something that I really find myself revisiting a whole lot. This is music that when it's on, I have no problem with it whatsoever. Um, our friend Brandon would probably be very into this, mm-hmm. um, would probably play it, play it in the car for us and fast forward to a particular riff that he wants us to hear and yep. say, but yo, that riff slaps. Right. Um, and, but we would never hear an entire song. <laughs> right. Yes. We would hear we would hear maybe forty five second samples from about three different songs, and then we, he would put on, um, you know, we, he would he would put on like uh, I don't know, aborted just for laughs or something. <laughs> right, and then it would quickly devolve into like um, jazz live drum videos. Right. Um, right. But so this is very much this is very much in the world of of late night YouTube video trips with Brandon stuff. Yeah. In so far as I would be like, yeah, you know, this is this is definitely good for what it is. Um, probably never going to revisit it. If I saw it live, it would probably work a lot better for me. That said, I would only actually want to watch about twenty minutes of this, and they would probably play for forty five. I, I would want to watch twelve minutes of this. <laughs> okay, fair enough. I think uh, yeah, twenty is maybe the top. That's where I that's where I top out. Um, if they're really good live, I could I could stand this for like twenty minutes and be like, okay, cool, they're putting on a good show, sounds good. Uh, I'm out now. This is um, this is four do four four scruffy dudes standing still on stage. Um, yeah, with like, you know, house lights down and then just like stage lights, you know, flashing from red to green or whatever, and trying to create some sort of mood, but ultimately just making me sleepy and irritated. Yeah, for, for sure. Um, so yeah, nothing wrong with this. I mean, if this is your if this is your chosen brand of death metal, um, well, a you're a fucking pussy probably. But if this is your chosen brand of death metal, this is uh, probably hitting the spot for you. It's it does what it aims to do really really well. The technical proficiency is obviously there, but it's not noodly enough that it's completely impenetrable like some tech death is. Um, the maybe the nicest thing that I could say about it is that some of the some of the parts that fucked around with some weirder time signatures and stuff reminded me of the more um, 
techie reaches of like the death spell omega catalog yeah um, yep but uh but again that's that's an outlier in my taste i mean i fucking love death spell omega but that is definitely an outlier in my taste and they do this shit with uh i mean first of all there's obvious obviously more overt black metal influence it leans more into that than it does the death metal stuff um but they are a particularly good band so you know they're an exception to many rules for me but uh yeah i would never put this on willingly wouldn't be mad if it came on though you know what i mean that's it's one of those bands for me that it's like not not gonna piss me off but i also will probably get ear fatigue pretty quick if you try and put on a you know 45 to 50 minute long record of this shit um so i want to point a couple things out okay um first did you look at the picture of the guys in teeth uh i did not let me check it okay so it looks like they're it's kind of a dark picture so let's see if i can actually get a, a good vibe for what they look like so we got uh we got a bigger dude with a mustache and a denim jacket. Um, we got a medium dude with a scruffy right. beard and mustache and a t-shirt. Yeah, we got glasses man here. Glasses, skinny glasses man. Right, and then you have like... You have like... See, I can't fucking see you. Right, right, right. Yeah, sorry. I was going to say, it's like ar- the archetypical fu- uh, fucking like mustached, long hair, sleeveless shirt guy who probably plays drums. The the human PBR can. Right, yes, exactly. Right. Well, not not anything about them in particular, because they just look like a million other dudes that play in fucking death metal bands, right? Sure. Um, especially like modern death metal bands, because like right. Glasses Man, uh-huh. he's not fucking hanging with Deicide. No, he sure is not. Right? He's <laughs> no. not. He's not fucking hanging with Monstrosity or in any of those fucking '90s bands. He is. Uh, he is definitely a dude that is only given. Uh, he's only given room to exist in a modern scene, right? Right. Um, but uh, now go to the. I want you to go to the translation loss page. It says more from translation loss. Uh, I are they well? I'm not on the translation loss bandcamp. I'm you, on the teeth bandcamp. Right. So it, it should there should be a link to the translation loss. And I know this is going a long fucking way. It's visual jokes on a fucking audio medium. But um, you guys can play along at home if you like. Um, if you go to the translation loss page, okay. Okay. One second. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna type it in. It's the uh, the translation loss bandcamp. Yeah. Okay, one sec, because it's because I'm because like I said, I'm on the band page, so they don't have like I'm not on the. Okay, so let's see. Okay, on the on the music page. Yep. Okay. Or the artist page. Pardon me. The artist page. Okay. The the okay. I'm on the artist page. And you see wake and many blessings and so forth up top. Uh huh. Now just scroll down through and tell me if you see a pattern. Okay. Are you are you talking about like just how all of these all of these look they're completely the same? Yeah, it's basically the same dudes in the same pictures yeah, over yeah. and over. <laughs> like yeah. I don't really don't understand. Um like, hey guys, here's what I want you to do. I want you to stand sort of together, uh maybe two or three feet apart, look at the camera, look unimpressed with everything. Uh, you two put your hands in your pocket. You cross your arms. You you guys let your hands dangle by your sides. Um, right. no, widen your feet a little more. Shoulder width stance. Okay, yeah. No, sli- slightly more. Yes. Shoulder width stance. Arms crossed. Look at the camera. Do not look impressed. 
perfect. Yeah, that yeah, that seems to be the sort of standard issue uh promo shot. Yeah, it's really fucking dumb. It's really fucking dumb. Shame on you, teeth. Shame on you. Well, it also just I mean, it just goes to show the lack of creativity of like <laughs> of photography as a fucking medium, yeah, yeah. especially like band photography. Right. Like, Jesus, what a what a useless fucking person you are. If right. What you do is take promo shots of bands. Yeah. As if real. anyone ever asked for a fucking promo shot from some B-rate fucking death metal band. And right? it's always the same. It's literally always the same. You have several different themes. You have urban, urban wasteland setting. Um, with the city in the background, you have brick wall or like some sort of like a stone structure behind you or a fence or something like that, Mm. or you have woods, right? (laughs) Let's go out to the woods guys. Hey, wake, let's go out to the woods and let's take a picture of you guys in your heavy metal garb because number one, that's good attire for the woods. And number two, your music is from the woods. This is where you live in the creepy woods. (laughs) (laughs) I will say this about promo shots too. The only time that it's acceptable for a promo shot to even occur is if all of the band members are already together, like for a show or something. Yeah. And there happens to be a photographer there and they catch you all together and they're like, hey, let me take a couple pictures here outside the venue. Yeah. That is the only time that it is even permissible right. for for you to assemble for a promo shot, right? It's, right. It's, if somebody asks you to do it and you're right there and you would be a dick to say no. We've kind that, of intimated this before, like how that we don't like like promo shots. Right. Um, but we've never really actually addressed it. And it, it is super lame. Um, it is, uh, it is false. Well, we're, we're past the point too, where like there can be an iconic promo shot, right? right. You know what I'm saying? Like there are, there are bands from the eighties that I like the promo shots because they're iconic. And at that time it was still like, it was still novel in punk and hardcore in general because punk and hardcore overall was still novel. So to see a bunch of fucking like idiots, right, from like the New York hardcore scene in 1986 lined up for a promo shot, I love that because they're a bunch of fucking morons like from the Lower <laughs> East Side looking like fucking drooling mongoloids. Well, yeah. That, you know what I'm saying? So like it makes for a good promo shot because it's hilarious. You get like you get a good feel of like the wide breadth of very weird fashion choices that were happening in like late 80s hardcore and shit. I like that. There's novelty to it. It's it's fun, but you know, that was 30 fucking years ago, man. Well, and and like now anybody can see what you look like on your social media. Your promo like back then that was the only chance you had to like see what these get what these people look like in the band. Right. Yes. Now it's like, you know, for instance, like I go back to Deicide, right? Because their promo shots and their CDs are so fucking funny, right? I brought it up before. Um, It basically (laughs) just looks like four shit sucking retards, like in the woods. You know what I mean? Like always, they're so funny. Right. <laughs> like Glenn Benton's got his crooked inverted cross on his forehead and he's like glaring at you. Mm, I'm coming to get you in the name of Satan. And then you have those two fucking uh, meathead brothers. I can't remember their names, but yeah. they're standing there like they're standing there looking like they may have three brain cells between the three of them. <laughs> 
and then the, and then the drummer always looks like his head's about to explode from all the cocaine that he's just taken. Right. Um, and and they're always really funny. But yeah, you know, if you didn't see that, you wouldn't know who Deicide looked like, right? And, and it's just kind of interesting in that in in those regards. And maybe for like, I don't know, uh, a, 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 an eighteen year old me or a seventeen or eighteen year old me, be like, whoa, those guys are serious, right? I'm sure that when I looked at like, you know, I don't know the picture that came in like trifiction, you know what I mean? In high mm-hmm. school, I'd, I'd be like, whoa, look at those guys. Those guys are crazy looking. That guy's got an inverted cross burden into his forehead. But now you look at it, you're like, oh, those guys are fucking lumpheads, right? Right. Um, yeah. But now, like, I'm looking at a band right now from the translation loss. It's the funniest one. It's so fucking good. Uh, a band's called Call of the Void. And okay. <laughs> the picture's so fucking funny because it's just like four dudes in a dark warehouse and their faces, their pasty skin is lit up like a fucking 60 watt bulb. Oh, and, yeah. I'm looking at it right and now. And then the rest of them, they just have like black clothes on. And the right. guy up front just looks like your dad who's slightly disappointed in you. And then mm-hmm. the other three look like maybe your older brothers that are like wondering why you just cut caught jerking off while you know looking at your mom's <laughs> shoes <laughs> <coughs> yeah um well you know we've talked before about how like we had a couple we've had a couple people send in like electronic press kits yeah and i've talked about just what a what a dead fucking what a dead art that is. I mean, there's literally no reason for you to have an EPK ever yeah, yeah. Nobody wants to know what you fucking look like, man. Like what? Like the more I think about it, because I'm looking at all of these shots and how they all look the same, and I, laughing to myself about it. And like, what's the purpose? You know what I'm saying? Right. Like what? Like what? Like am I gonna? Am you... I gonna? Am I gonna see a picture of Call the Wood and be like, oh, I like the look of those guys. I gotta see what they're making. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like I like the cut of their jib, right. man. I'm gonna I'm gonna check out East of the Wall. Right. Looks like they got some brown pants and some black shirts on. Let's yeah. see what that's all about. If anything, dude, like seeing promo shots for all of these bands makes me about half as inclined to actually listen to any of them that if i didn't know what they looked like dude look at the fucking one for Solaco. like that promo shot if i was in that band i wouldn't want to be anywhere near being in front of a fucking camera no absolutely not you guys look like fucking <laughs> like, shit. like if i okay so when i was um I can distinctly remember like when I was in middle school and high school, I really liked a lot of seventies stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I'd listen to Boston, right? Right. And then one day I saw what the members of Boston look like. Mm-hmm. And I seriously have not liked Boston since then. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like I, I recall seeing Sulaco years ago. They were more like stuff like that's in this vein of teeth or whatever, pretty technical pretty techie or whatever, especially for like when I saw them and people were going crazy. I was like, I guess it's okay. I don't really care. And honestly, I I can't even remember exactly what they sound like. I remember that I wasn't impressed 15 years ago or so. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But like if I heard a band that I liked and then saw that picture of those four dudes, I'd be like, oh, fuck. Right. They look like they're about to check my tire pressure for me. (laughs) They do. Not only. Yeah. But like, yeah, they, they do. Or like the dude on the right there with the, mm-hmm. the he looks like a, a bristly little hedgehog. Yeah. With yeah. his bristly little hair and his beard and everything like that. He looks like uh he looks like a, a church pastor that's dressed down to go out and see a rock band. 
that is true yeah he does have a very a very much a uh youth pastor vibe and i'm not loving that at all <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's really funny the other guy that's in the background with the with the goatee first off the fucking mustache and goatee look fellas you know come on We've been right. through this. The fucking the donut ring, the pudding cup around your fucking mouth and chin has got to go. Look like yeah. you've been fucking sucking on pudding cups. Get rid of it. <laughs> Get rid of it. You look right. absurd. You look more absurd than the dude with the 14-inch beard hanging down in front of his fucking face like he's Gimli the fucking dwarf. And that's saying something. Yeah, yeah. So, I don't know. Promo shots are fucking dumb. Um, stop being dumb. Right. Um, and, and if you're going to be dumb, have fun with it instead of like giving me the same shit over and over and over again. Well, right. Like we did those shots where we purposely tried to look as bad as we possibly could and yeah. did like the high, super high res shots of our faces to catch every blemish. Yeah. I, pur I purposely didn't shave for a few days. Oh, let we my look hair bad. Out. Yeah. Like really bad. True. Like unfuckable on every yeah. level. Have some fun I've, with it. Josh looks so bad I couldn't I can't believe that anyone could look that bad. I can't believe that's Josh. If right, you showed yeah. me that picture and I didn't know that that was a picture of him, I'd be like that's not fucking Josh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. right. Um, so yeah, have fun with it. Don't try to look like uh, you know, like like these fucking knuckleheads in Salako. The photographer's like, hey, guys, come over here. Come over here. I want to set up the perfect promo shot between bands because it like, it's like an open mic night or something because it looks like Blues Traveler is playing in the, back, in the background. <laughs> but, like, I'd be like, no, fuck off, man. If you want a picture of me, just give me what I'm fucking, you know, doing something. I'm not going right. to stand here. This is fucking bullshit. Yeah, for sure. But you know what? That's because I'm fucking cool and the guys in Sulaco are not. And neither <laughs> in the guys in Teeth because they fucking all, went all the way out to this shitty pier just to have that stupid fucking picture. You know what? Fuck this band. Fuck Teeth. <laughs> and then, so the, the second point, I know we're kind of going off, but whatever. Um, uh, I just realized something about okay. Bandcamp. Uh, so... Bandcamp is for more than just like going on and like listening to a, a band and, and like it, buying their stuff. It, there, it? There's apparently like an entire social media thing to it as well. Like you can hang out on Bandcamp and like, you know, like, okay, so on the teeth page, right? Uh -huh. I am reading the first comment by Bartos, right? Okay. Yeah. I'll read it. Thief, because he's misspells teeth, of course. Uh, a thief. Hell yeah. What a great name. This album is so powerful. Just imagine a a-hole, someone who is making the life of other people very difficult, a parasite who thinks he can dominate other people. I'm sure nearly anyone knows this kind of a-hole. It's someone you wish you, you wish to drown in his own blood. Now, this album sounds like beating this a-hole with one of his F-bones in his face and ripping out, ripping out some of his cute little dick face with your teeth. <laughs> okay so this man's from the fucking czech republic or something, something. right right right, <laughs> yeah. right right and then the next one is like from somebody the final hour right teeth uh -huh. sounds like a death metal cruiserweight that has enough punching power to prove up in the weight class the guitars sound lean and mean but they never stray into hardcore or sludge to the extent that they change uh genre definition for me the vocal per performance here is also a major standout favorite track cretin so i clicked on bartos's link right um, uh -huh. And maybe maybe I'm well behind the curve here, right? But pe people actually have profiles on Bandcamp as a listener, and, oh. he, and he has like he has like a collection, 
and a wish list and followers and he's following people like people go on Bandcamp to communicate with other people i didn't know that was real Holy shit! I had no, I had no idea. Yeah, I had no it's idea really fucking a- weird. So he's showing off like his collection of digital music, um, right. which, you know, come on. <laughs> right. Right. I have, I have the world's largest collection of digital music. Just let me check Google real quick. <laughs> And, and then, and then also like a wish list. Like, dude, what do you mean a wish list? <laughs> like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, I had no idea that this was a phenomenon. I didn't realize that there was any sort of social media aspect to Bandcamp at all. Yeah, there is apparently. Apparently, I mean, it's 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 obviously very niche, but um, people are on here doing this thing. And if anybody's listening to this show and has a social media profile on Bandcamp. Shame on you. <laughs> yeah, for real. Yeah, reconsider your fucking life choices, man. Like uh, Barto says, I like different kinds of music. Funk, slow jazz, soul, blues, stoner, psychedelic, doom, and classic rock, HC punk, death metal, synthy sounds. Fuck off, man. Right? Well, okay. So th- this dude. <sighs> what the it, fuck it, are what? chimp tunes? Or <laughs> chimp tunes? Chip, 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 chip tunes. tunes. Is that like MIDI stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yep. Um, I mean, this dude is... So, I like to play a game in my head sometimes, which is autistic or European. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> and this guy is from Germany. Um, because in my head, I was like, this my, this guy must be autistic. But no, he's just German. Yeah. And they, they are a very special culture. Yeah. Um, like, ger- like German subculture people are fucking weirdos, man. They are, many of them are punishers for sure. Um, it, it is, it is a weird culture. I mean, touring over there was fucking bizarre. You always talk about like, you hear people talk about like the weird sort of frankness of the German people, how they're like, uh, your first song very good. The third song not so much. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's just like no one asked you, motherfucker. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, they're a weird culture in general. And then when <laughs> you, you apply, just described our show. <laughs> well, well, yeah, but people people are 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 paying us the big bucks to do this. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. We're, we're raking in the shekels for this. This is this is a different. This is a, uh, an entirely different phenomenon. Um, Oh, looks like they have a. Oh no. Oh, okay. I thought. N- never mind. I thought they had a song. A song by the band Splitter, but this is a band Spitter. And I was like, damn, I haven't thought about Splitter in a long time. Yeah. Um. But but yeah. So uh, th- that is that is a, a very weird a very weird energy. The fact that Bandcamp has a social media thing. I I I didn't. I wasn't aware of that, and I hope to not explore it further. And, and well, I just out of curiosity clicked on the next two profiles that posted comments for Teeth, right? Mm-hmm. And we have the final hour. Who's in Garden right. City, Kansas? Uh, he's in the metal. Now he doesn't go. He doesn't give us his fucking life story, but he's a metal radio host in the High Plains. Um, and then he has like his collection and his wish list, his followers and his following. And it's just, I don't know, man. It just, uh, it, I find social media confounding and uh, truly, truly bizarre. And right. the fact that. Bandcamp is used for anything other than just going checking out a random band but people like I don't know in some way like connect with one another on there is uh-huh. um, much more retarded than I ever expected the world could be 
<laughs> Yo, much more retarded than I ever expected the world could be is kind of my fucking, that's kind of my mantra. Yeah, it really, it really, I mean, every day I'm surprised, but this is definitely my surprise of the day. Right. Um, so on that note, I guess let's move on from teeth. Uh, I think we said all that we could about them. Not really our lane. Good at what they do. Probably will never willingly revisit it. Good at what they do is also sort of our uh, like go to when I'm just not that interested in learning more about what they sound like. Well, absolutely. And it's also a thing that I tell to people when they ask me what I thought of their set and I didn't <laughs> like it. <laughs> I'm like, you know what? You guys are, are, are super good at what you do. Right. Now, what, what they do may be sucking five dicks. You know what I mean? <laughs> but they're good at it. <laughs> but they're fucking, they excel at it. You guys are good at taking stupid ass pictures out on the fucking docks. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. You I bet really you one excel. of you works there so you can get out there at night, huh? Right, yeah, exactly. Um, so let's uh, let's roll the dice and uh, and see what's up next. All right, what? Let's see here. We've gotten through three bands. Seven. Okay, let's see. Seven is worry. So these are the people that uh, recommended Teeth to us. Wura wura. Okay. So the band the band camp is bandofworry.bandcamp.com. I am there. Okay, so I think. He suggested the first song because he said, if we do any other songs, we're really not going to be happy with the song length and that even the first one is going to be pushing, pushing their luck. (laughs) So, okay. I'm glad that people know what, I'm glad that some people that self-submit, they have, they have the awareness to know what they're getting in for. And you know know what? I, I also appreciate that too, because like the point of this too, it gets back to it whether or not we like your show is really ancillary. I mean, your, 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 band is really ancillary, right? We, you know, I hope that at least we're a vehicle where people can discover some things that they really like, um, whether or not we should on your band with rare exceptions. There are times when I have, we have both genuinely laid into something that we don't think anybody should like. And, and, um, we're pretty much straightforward with that. Right. Um, so like, you know, yeah, just come for the, you know, Come for the laughs, stay for the self-promotion, right? Sure. Um, and uh, yeah, that's fine. Because uh, I noticed like when in the intro this week, you kind of lean into that heavily. Like rarely do we tell people to stop doing what they're doing. <laughs> <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> and I true. was wondering if you, if like somebody like reached out to you and was like, hey, you guys really, that's, that's not right. Like if you, if you've got some flack from anybody and that's why you fucking went in on like, like at the very beginning of tonight's episode. No, you know, I just like to reiterate it sometimes, you yeah, know, okay. to, to, to make sure that uh, that everybody understands that we're essentially operating in good faith here. You know what I mean? We're yeah. not where we're, we have no malintent. Um, if somebody has a problem with it, I, I've said, you know, with that out of the way, I've said this before and I'll say it again. If anybody actually has a problem with anything that we say on this show, they can suck my ass. You know, yeah. I don't I don't actually I don't give a shit about what a single living human thinks about anything I do besides my loved ones. And even that is only up to a line, you know what I'm yeah. saying? So, yeah. uh, so, you know, suck my dick from the back if you have a problem with this show. Um, but, uh, but I do want to make it clear that like, even though we have a, uh, we have a bit of a, uh, some would, some would call it a cruel sense of humor. Um, uh, we are, our intentions are, are ultimately positive, right? Yeah. We're, we're, tr- we're, we're trying to p- promote the, one of the only things that we actually like literally at all in this entire world. Um, so I, I just like to reiterate that sometimes. Right. So, so let's listen to, uh, let's listen to the first track on here. It is four and a half minutes long. Yeah. Jesus. So that, 
that's already at the upper <laughs> the, the, the upper limit of what we want to hear. Um, so let's listen to "Love" by the band Worry off of their record "Wisdom Through Shame." Okay.
All right, we just heard the song Love by the band Worry off of their record Wisdom Through Shame. And uh, I'm just going to I'm going to lead this off real quick by saying I at one point during the course of this this song, I kind of lifted my right arm up and I got a whiff of my armpit. And it was the perfect sort of total sensory experience because it was exactly the smell that you would smell in a room if you were seeing this band play. Yeah. The whole room would smell like one big sweaty armpit sheathed in a black denim vest. That this this uh, in every way gave me flashbacks to some of the more boring basement shows that I experienced during the course of my youth. Um, that said, you go 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 ahead and uh, and tell me how you felt about this, and then we can revisit my feelings on it after that. So uh, I actually like this. Okay. Um, I uh, this came preloaded. I think when you introduced them as like neurosis heavy and it certainly had a heavy neurosis bend to it these are definitely coming from the uh, neurosis spectrum of i guess uh sludge droney sort of stuff yep um which i prefer more i think than all the different iterations of stuff from like the sleep end sort of things like i right. like sleep obviously and the progenitors of this that sort of like blue sort of doom sound sure uh, but i am much more interested in like I guess crushing drony, really noisy doom. Right. I think yeah. that like I'll listen to sleep. It's fine. Dragonaut, obviously. Dragonaut is is a cliche song, right? A right. lot of a lot of sleep stuff. It's it's so it's so overplayed and overvisited and and redone to the point that it is cliche, right? Mm -hmm. Um it's it's obviously good. Every time I hear, you know, a sleep song. I'm like, oh yeah, this is pretty dope. I forgot sleep is really good. I'm just really fucking sick and tired of hearing stuff like that. Right. I generally speaking am a lot more forgiving with stuff that is on the nastier, you know, nastier sort of like droney blown out sort of aspect of it. Uh, sure. I like burning witch a lot. I listen to burning witch very frequently. Mm -hmm. Um, I like uh, I like a lot of that. You know, I was I was last I think was it last time or two two episodes ago we were talking about some doom, and <clears throat> I said that you know one of my favorite projects was a one off from like the early two thousands that had like Lee Dorian and um, some folks from Sun O called Teeth of Lions Rule the Divine, and they right. put out like a three song fifty four minute LP. Right, mm -hmm. the first song is twenty nine and a half minutes long. Right. That's absurd. But that's why right. I like it is the absurdity of it. And the song is absolutely punishing. Right. Yeah. Um, I for that reason, like this wasn't an overly long song, but I liked how blown out it sounded. And I liked the vocal delivery. It was very wet and like over top of everything. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, yeah, I have to say. I, I like this more than I thought I would. I'm going to listen to the rest of this um, because uh, if, if 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 the rest of it is is droney, if they don't get into a lot of that blues heavy fucking doom, then this is definitely something that sits with me. 
Sure, fair enough. Um, and make no mistake, this was really good. You know what I mean? I, I have no problems with this stuff at all. Uh, I mean, I like neurosis, right? So falling in that world is not something that offends me on yeah. any level. Um, I think by and large, maybe the scene associated with bands like this is what I what sticks in my craw sure. more than the actual music. Sure. Um, but that said, I the, the scene associated with everything I like sticks in my craw. I don't like people. Well, much. that's that's the problem, right? I mean, that's the problem. Right. 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 So, so, so no, so no hate towards this band specifically because, um, what they were doing was pretty good. I, I didn't mind it at all. I could listen to a record of this. That said, I don't think I would necessarily go out of my way to just because, uh, life is short and I got a lot of music to listen to at this point in my life. This is not the stuff that is interesting me enough that I'm going to sit down and dedicate, you know, 35, 40 minutes to an entire LP of this kind of stuff. But again, kind of like the, the death metal shit that we just heard teeth, um, not at all mad if it comes on. And again, make no mistake. I like this a lot more than I like that teeth stuff. This does way more for me. And there is a point in my life too. If, if I had heard this when I was like 17 or if I had seen this at the Harrison house when I was 17, oh, yeah. it would have, it would have blown my fucking socks off. Right. I would have been super into this. I would have bought the LP 100%. Um, I would still book a band like this. You know what I mean? I'd book this band at the fucking bug house in a heartbeat. Uh, this stuff is, is good when it's, when the band is really fucking together and they got fucking good gear and the live delivery is, is fucking loud and intense and unceasing. Um, I can watch a band like this play for 25, 30 minutes and, and not be bummed about it. You know what I mean? Like this well, is, that's, yeah, that's it. Like it has, it has to sound this this sound has to completely fill your senses, right? right? This is this is a band that when you see them, they have to be so fucking loud that not only is there natural distortion in the fucking speakers, but there's natural distortion in your fucking ears. Right. Yes. You know what I mean? Like your ears are distorting the music. You know what I mean? Uh, or right. it's so loud that um um well like Beast when when, when they right. would play at, at times it was so fucking loud that like digital displays vibrated in my field of vision. Right, exactly. Right. Yeah, and the the band we're talking about is Beast in the Field, which is a Michigan doom band. Um, in my opinion, one of my favorites to ever to ever do it. Period, um, and live like a fucking force to be reckoned with. Well, like it was like, you know, it was kind of gimmicky, but it it totally fucking worked. Like you know. I don't know, eight vintage fucking heads running through 14 cabs or, or 16 cabs. Right. You know, so yeah. the, the point was to absolutely fucking like break you. Right. But see, that's and that's the that's the thing that I need for this stuff to really go over with me. Though. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like I need this to to in its live execution. I need it to be unrelenting. I need it to be fucking like I want it to be punishing and uncomfortable. Right. right. Because that's the thing that appeals to to me about this stuff on I guess an, an ideological level. Or sure. that's the part that's that that is the part that appeals to my sort of my ethos. Right. It's like I like shit to be unapproachable. Um, so if you can make the live experience for this, just like unrelenting and punishing, like, well, like, fuck dude, like when we saw author and punisher, right. right? Like it's, it's literally painfully loud, right? It is a 30 minute unrelenting wall of fucking noise. And if that same approach is taken with this kind of stuff, 
I am 100% more likely to be invested in it, to walk away from it having a positive experience than if it's just sort of like milk toast. If this if this is delivered in like a bar setting at reasonable volumes and, yeah, and no, I'm getting a lot no, of, no. and I'm getting some like, how, how, how's everybody doing tonight? No, I'm, you know? yeah, no this has I get, to be, yeah, I, I get you. Yeah, so I I need this to be I need this to be as unapproachable and as impenetrable as this genre is when it's at its best. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and if it's if it and if it can do that live, you know, you'll I'm I'm sold on it. And like I said, musically, this is not bad at all. It was it was very very good at what it does. Not something that I actively seek out, but super good for what it is for sure. Yeah, in my headphones, it sounded big, and just rich, and um. I like the production on it a lot. Um, if it sounds the same live, it's good. If it, it, it I'm going to check out the rest of this, obviously, but like what I don't want to hear is like quiet interlude parts or anything like that. Right. I want it to be a fucking, you know, I, I want it to be an avalanche in, in my head the entire fucking time. You know, yeah. I want the quiet parts to still be distressing. Right. For sure. Yes, <laughs> you know, absolutely. And yep. so I, I have to say, the more I think about this, the more I like it. Um, I like that song a lot and um, I'm probably going to, I'm definitely going to check out the rest of it. Yeah, for sure. The stuff is cool. I, 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 I ain't going to lie. I'm not going to pose. I'm probably not going to listen to the rest of this LP, but, uh, but I would go see this band if I saw them on a, on a local bill. And I would certainly book this band if they reached out to me. Um, super well executed stuff. Not exactly, not exactly my lane, but, uh, but in in the least disparaging uh, way, I can say this: really good at what it does. Actually, yeah. you know and, what I mean. And just keep it as unfriendly as possible. For sure. This, like I said, the 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 thing that will make or break a band like this for me is unapproachability. It needs to be unapproachable and impenetrable. So if you got that going for you, big shout out. You are uh, uh, you are ahead of the game. And I'm glad that it didn't, it obviously, like I said, pulled and they even, I think you said or something at the beginning, like pulling from like a neurosis era, you know, area, but it doesn't necessarily try to sound too much like neurosis. I hate, I hate when bands try to sound like neurosis. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I get it. You know, like fucking times of grace is a really good fucking record. Right. Let it be its own thing. Stop trying sure. to fucking rewrite it. Yeah. You agreed. know, no, and, I, yeah, this, this was not like, this was not straight up derivative. Right. Right. And yeah, I don't know. I remember seeing years ago, I, I can't remember who we went to see, but we went up to Chicago. I want to say we went up to see Brutal Truth. It was like a, it was like a, uh, but I don't know if that's, if that, if that's who it was. I thought it was like Brutal Truth, like one of their first shows when, when they got back together before, well, Dan Lilker died. Mm -hmm. Um, but, uh, I, I this band Minsk played and Minsk had um Oh yeah, I've seen that band before. Yeah. They're so fucking boring. Yeah. Um and and they had um what the fuck is his name? Sanford whatever. Oh, Sanford Parker? Yeah, Sanford Parker who, you know, Sanford Parker was in some absolutely crushing fucking acts um like uh Buried at Sea. Right. Right? And Buried at Sea fucking is is, is just in the, in the same way this, just absolutely fucking punishing, right? Um and that's the way it should be. Just, you know, unrelenting and just crawling and crushing you punishingly loud. But Minsk was really boring. Yeah. <laughs> and Minsk tried to sound like, uh, to me, it sounded like they were just trying to sound like a sun that never sets air in the roses, right? Um, right. Who gives a shit? 
right? Sure. No one gives a shit. No one's going to see Neurosis to see fucking a sun that never sets, right? Right, yeah. And I remember when they were playing, there was definitely like a lull that came over the crowd, um, like a pall that came over everybody. And you could just see that the people were not really feeling it because maybe like Pig Destroyer played first or something, and that's quite a contrast. Sure. And uh, <laughs> at some point there was like this low sort of like real slow, I want to say like melodic minimalist interlude in the song. And uh, someone shouted, yeah, I like neurosis too. And (laughs) everybody in the crowd started laughing at the band. (laughs) You know, as you can tell, like they were really trying to put on a fucking mood, you know, to establish a fucking mood and like really come out swinging big dick energy. And, 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 uh, it was just really funny to hear somebody just reduce it to nothing by saying, yeah, I like neurosis too. (laughs) And I think we found out that later, I think that it was Jason Ellis that said that. And we didn't, I don't think we knew Jason at the time. Yeah, that, that sounds like a Jason Ellis But it definitely sounds say. like something that Jason would say. For and sure. I don't think we knew him at the time that this occurred. And, and so it just, it just fits perfectly. It was so fucking funny. It sticks out in my mind because it was like you could hear a fucking pin drop with like the music being as low as you could get and like really trying to hold people's attention. And then somebody says in a shitty tone, yeah, I like neurosis too. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I wish I could have witnessed that. That's really fucking good. Um, yeah, I don't remember a shit ton about that Minsk band, but I think that speaks, I think that speaks volume. Sanford Park has played in, played in a bunch of bands other than, uh, I mean, he's, I think he plays in, uh, I think he plays in, in the live incarnation of, uh, Twilight. Um, oh I think yeah, he, I think you're right. And I know he was in uh, Knock Mystium for a minute. Mm, wow, well, great so band, I'm, huh? I I actually love Knock Mystium. <laughs> oh, boy, wonderful. Uh, <laughs> I love that band, but that dude, uh, the main dude, I can't remember his name off the top of my head. It's a Blaine. Hey, uh, yeah, is that his name? Yeah, apparently uh, he's he's a cool guy. Yeah, c- confirmed piece of shit for sure. Yeah. Um, so so let's uh, let's do one more one more band. Let's roll the dice one more time, and then let's get through some of the the, the calls. We got we okay, okay. Four. <clears throat> All right. Let's see. Okay, four is the Ian Shelton project. So I believe that uh, this is a I, th- I think this is a YouTube exclusive. It is titled Ian Shelton: The World Gets Worse. Um, and as I said, it's kind of a, I, I guess it is a, it's a multimedia project. It's like a visual and audio thing. It's four minutes long and it's basically, it's regional justice center chopped and screwed, I guess, cut and paste style. Okay. Um, regional justice center classics. Um, classics might be kind of a stretch, but, uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, is there truly anything, is there truly a regional justice center classic? <laughs> I don't think that they've stood the test of time enough yeah. to, to have classics yet. This um, is new. This is only a few days old, though. I like it. It's It says cut up and rearranged to make something new, performed quarantine style. Yeah. So, yeah, Ian did everything on this. He recorded it all on his uh, all on his iPhone 8. So I uh, so if you're if you're. If you're listening along, I'm going to I'm going to drop the the audio into the podcast. But uh the best thing to do, I guess, would just be to go to YouTube and look it up and actually watch it because I think it's meant to be. 
I think it's meant to be enjoyed as a uh, as an entire experience, as a visual and audio experience. Should we try so, to narrate what's happening visually while it's playing? <laughs> I don't. I don't think so. No, because <laughs> because then we will then then we'll be you know talking over the music and shit, and that sounds like a nightmare. Well, um, yeah. another an- another hardcore podcast that shall not be named that I I do have the utmost respect for, but they uh, when they do their listening party episodes, they talk over the music, and it's one of the most maddening things yeah. ever. It does suck, doesn't it? Yeah, it sucks real fucking bad. So I'm not, uh, I'm not listening to this fucking shit show to hear you assholes talk. I want to hear the fucking bands. <laughs> right, exactly. So we are going to listen to slash watch Ian Shelton. The world gets worse, and then we will uh, check back in in four minutes and five seconds.
right, so we just listened to The World Gets Worse by Ian Shelton of Regional Justice Center. That was a, an audio video project that uh, was essentially a cut and paste of various different RJC tracks. And so I got to say, I was of two minds going into this. One mind was, uh, I really respect Ian. I really love RJC. He's a very talented videographer as well. He's a talented dude in general. I like pretty much everything he does. Therefore, I expect to like this. The other mind was, with the description of what this project is, how could it possibly not be dumb as shit? So I was in a really weird <laughs> space with this where I'm like, okay, I respect Ian and I like everything he's done, but this idea sounds fucking stupid to me. But I am happy to report that the uh, the execution was actually pretty fucking pleasant. I, I enjoyed that a lot. Um, you know, the visual didn't do a ton for me just because it was a, it was a live performance, but it certainly didn't take away from the experience at all. Um, Happy to report that I recognized many RJC riffs in there, which is uh, which is to say that RJC has a lot of very memorable riffs. He definitely writes the kind of power violence that is hummable. There are there's actual songs in there which we've talked about before um, can make all the difference in hardcore. Just because something is primitive and aggressive and simple doesn't mean that you need to eschew uh, treating songwriting seriously. And Ian certainly doesn't do that. I like I, I like RJC songs because there are actually parts I can remember in them. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm pleasantly surprised by uh, by what I experienced there. It was exactly what was promised, which is essentially, like I said, you know, cut and pasted RJC songs into a you know four minute medley, um, and it's a lot less dumb than it sounded on paper. That's that's all I can say about it. I I, I really enjoyed that. Um, that said, I don't think I would listen to that over just listening to an RJC record. But as an exercise in sort of just trying to remain productive and creative during these times when we can't really collaborate with other people easily, um, a valiant effort and a cool thing to do. And also goes to show that if any of you guys record demos that sound like shit, you have absolutely no fucking excuse because he did all of that on an iPhone 8 and it sounded that good. It sounds better than actual professional recordings that people send in to us. So if you can't make it work, uh, it's your fault. It, it, it ain't the fucking... To, to paraphrase Minor Threat, uh, to, to paraphrase Ian Mackay, after playing with the, a bad set with the teen idols or something one time when bad brains was there they were complaining like ah you know shitty fucking equipment shitty shitty fucking amps and shit and then daryl from bad brains picked up and started playing and it became abundantly clear that it wasn't the fucking equipment it was the players same fucking thing uh if you think that you can't make something that sounds good because you have very few resources at your disposal i assure you it's just because you are not pr practicing any degree of actual ingenuity or critical thought you can make something that sounds good with very little and this uh this project definitely goes to illustrate that very well uh, i thought it was well executed and cool probably won't revisit it because like i said i can just listen to rg rjc records but yeah cool little quarantine project not not mad at that at all yeah, so I went to a clarification. Did he re-record all these songs or did he chop up old recordings? No, he re-recorded all this. Okay, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, that was fine. It was, it, it, it's, it's important, I guess, to stay motivated and keep doing things. You know what I mean? Right. Um, I personally have not been doing anything. Um, the most creative thing I do is uh, get on a mic and tell you how shitty your band is once a week. <laughs> <laughs> um, which kind of bums me out that I don't spend more of my time being more productive in things that I like to do. But what I'm discovering is I actually don't like to do anything anymore. Um, so 
Uh, you know, I, 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 like I said a couple episodes ago, I, I read fantasy books. I've read probably 1,200 pages of fantasy books in the past week and a half. Um, right. I read fantasy books and uh, I uh, brood. Um, and I, I need to change that. I did a little bit of drawing, so I'm trying to, 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 to find something to do. And I'm glad that people are staying productive and, and keeping going. That said, um, yeah, I mean, this is fine. But same thing, like, it just it just literally sounded as if uh, Regional Justice Center was not taking a break between songs. Right, yes. Yeah, essentially right. Which live, they very rarely do take a break between songs. So this very much had a vibe of just like a live RJC. Yeah, song, and... Know? and that can be, you know, I've said before, I, I love quote unquote power violence, but it is a uh, fairly um, sort of like you sonically, it can be very sonically ubiquitous. Um, right. You could take any 10 despise you songs, chop them up, stick them back together in a different order. And it would just sound like 10 despise you songs. Sure. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, it wouldn't it wouldn't sound totally different. And uh, honestly, you might just think, and hey, maybe that's a good way to get some more uh, some more mileage out of your songs is just chop them up into like segments, stick them back together. And hey, look, suddenly I have 20 more songs. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I, right. think, yeah, I, I think I've talked about before. Play all your songs backwards. Yeah. Same same energy. Play for your sure. songs backwards and uh, you have doubled your repertoire. Right. Now, if you just, if you cut and paste, you can do the exact same thing. Exactly. Exactly. Um, right. So, yeah, it, it was like an, it, it, it sounded like an RJC live set in many ways um, with not, a, you know, they no, not taking breaks between songs. Power violence bands should not take breaks between songs. Um, Agreed. And it, there should never be an end to the noise. There should always be feedback um, and, and just, just enough time to like make sure you're making eye contact with everybody and let's go to the next song. Right. Yep. Yeah. I, I mean, it's to me, this felt very much just sort of like a personal exercise that was made public. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't serve uh, I, this isn't to me. I don't I don't view this as sort of like an entry in the RJC catalog. Right. This isn't like I said, this is not going to be something that I revisit, but it to me does seem like an interesting personal exercise in taking songs that you've written and then just sort of chopping them up and seeing if you can reassemble something different from the initial product. And now um, he knows he can. So there's what, at least another RJCLP should be on the horizon within the next few weeks. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. So now that you know that you can do this, you clearly have the, uh, the time, the energy and the means to, to record stuff that sounds pretty good. So let's get to demoing some, uh, some new shit, Ian. It doesn't even um, have to be new. Just do this. Right. Yeah. And then, and then you got an LP when do you're this 14 times. <laughs> right. There right? you go. And you, they don't even have to be four minutes and five seconds long. Right. There you go. Perfect. Well, we we just came up with a new million dollar idea for you there. Yeah. So pitch pitch that to a label. I'm sure I'm sure they'll be ecstatic Don't about tell that. Don't what you did. They won't fucking know. That's yo, that's a good question. You know, cuz especially they wouldn't with fucking no. <laughs> that's probably true, right? Like especially with something like power violence, like it, you have to have a discerning ear. This has to be your fucking niche to you, really be you, able you to have know what to the fuck be, is happening. And if it's not your band, you uh -huh. have to be extremely well versed in the band, right? I right. mean, okay, so maybe if RJC went to Triple B and we're like, "Hey, here's a new record," they'd be like, "Um, is that the riff from this song on that record?" <laughs> and you're like, "Well, I mean, you know, come on, 
It's like uh, how many how many fucking riffs did the Ramones actually write, right? <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like, come on. So you know, you might get a sideways look, but like, honestly, you could you could chop up plutocracy, uh-huh. and give me a new plutocracy LP that's just you know basically an amalgam of all their different songs busted up into fourteen new tracks. Right. I wouldn't fucking know. I mean, maybe if I heard a few like Donk Stars or something like that, I'd be like, oh, wait, that's Donk Stars. You know what I mean? Right, yeah. But like, I'm not so intimate with like, intimately familiar with Plutocracy's, you know, canon that I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. See, that, 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 that breakdown goes into this song. You know what I mean? I wouldn't fucking right. know. No one would. No one yeah. would. Yeah, you know, I mean, in retrospect, that exit unit record that came out, uh, you know, it, it was basically infest cut and paste. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like right. it was basically like I there were all sorts of parts in there that I'm just like, I'm pretty sure this is just like from an infest song with a couple notes changed. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. And I still like I still liked it. Right. I still fucking bought it. I was like, yeah, this rips. Right. But I mean, um, you wouldn't you wouldn't fucking know. And as long as you didn't like as long as you didn't overstay your welcome with it. Right. Yeah. No one would fucking know. <laughs> So maybe an LP, an RJC LP is a bit out of the question, but you could easily do a fucking seven inch with like four songs, five songs that you yeah. just took. And it doesn't all have to be off like the same record, just your entire backlog of, of songs. Just chop them up, stick them back together right. in a slightly different order and a new song. Hell yeah. Well, there you go. Million dollar idea and for you. Frankly, you know? I've been in a PV band. That's basically all the writing process is. <laughs> Right, yeah, it it ain't that much different. Um, yo, so uh, like I said, way way less dumb than I expected it to be is is the highest praise that I can give this. It sounded good. You did a good job with the recording. I mean, those riffs hold up. Like I said, you got you, you write good riffs. What can I say? I'm not trying to fucking hang from your nuts here, but uh, but you you're doing cool stuff. I like I like what you do. It, it sounded good. Um, I think uh, I think the plan as of right now, if you're listening to this episode, on next week's episode, we're going to try and have Ian on. We didn't want to have him on this episode because it was a possibility that we would have RJC come up, come up and uh, the die did indeed land on them. We didn't want to have the uh, awkward situation of somebody having to reflect on their own music. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah, turn tune in next week, and I think we're going to have Ian on the show. So, um, so on that note, let's uh, let's wrap up the music for th- for today and listen to. A, uh, a few a few calls that we had okay I, I sent I sent you three messages they're sitting in your in your email so I let's see. just uh, one let's just tack one two three yeah so let's just tackle them uh, let's just tackle them one at a time and uh, see what the people have to say what uh, what questions what burning questions have been on their mind well it's last. been a minute since we've been able to hear back from anybody it's been a couple it, episodes so it has and also I want to I want to give an apology to uh, to Larry Brent who calls in every once in a while is one of our favorite callers in fact I think I accidentally deleted one of your messages um, because I was going through trying to do some cleanup on the inbox and you had two messages that ended up back to back somehow. And I think I accidentally deleted the new one that you sent in. So I am very fucking sorry about that. I was very much looking forward to hearing what you had to say, but uh, I get, you know, I guess you guys going to have to call in again. It's lost to time now because luckily Google voice in all of their wisdom decided to make it so that once you delete something, it's just permanent. There's no recycle bin or anything. It's just gone. You can't fucking recover it. So well, they've got a safe go. storage space and bandwidth, right? 
Right. Yes. Exactly. That's that's exactly what they have to do. So uh, so let's listen to the uh, the first one real quick. See what okay. these fools got to say. Yo, it's uh, it's your boy TJ uh, from Pittsburgh, uh, formerly New Hampshire, uh, calling in to ask a simple question. You both are advocates for uh, guns, uh, arming arming oneself, and uh, I was basically just wondering. I have a few friends. Uh, plus myself, who are are interested in uh, looking into what it takes to get uh, uh, in the in the market for uh, license and uh, training for for guns and shooting. I'm sorry, I can't fucking talk right now. Uh, and uh, did you were you born into it, both of you? Uh, Nate, I know you're from Pittsburgh. Did you, or from the area, did you, uh, have people that you knew with leftist ideals that were willing to teach you, uh, or did you suck it up and have to learn from a bunch of bootlickers? Um, any, any information helps, uh, basically is, is what I'm looking for. Uh, can't fucking talk ever. Uh, but yeah, let's, uh, let's go herping sometime in Australia and, uh, leave a bunch of spiders in Gray's room. Word. Peace out. Okay. Are right, you there? Yeah, yeah, I'm here. Okay. So there's a lot, there's a lot to break down in that call. There is. I, 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 I don't appreciate the threat of putting a bunch of spiders in my room. I'll tell you that much. So uh, I guess I'll, I'll, I'll tackle this first. Yeah. Um, yeah, I come from east of Pittsburgh. I say Pittsburgh because who gives a shit, right? Um, right? But I come from east of Pittsburgh between the city and the mountains. And um, I, uh, my family is weren't rural, but we knew a lot of rednecks and I had a lot of rednecks in my family. No, certainly no leftist ideas. Uh, in fact, up until probably the point that I was maybe 16, uh, I don't even think, I don't think I ever had what might be considered a leftist thought in my head. Um, right. I was definitely, uh, just some fucking idiot quasi racist kid with a fucking mullet. Right. <laughs> um, and, uh, my dad, was in the military we go out and shoot guns uh, he always taught me you know basically proper gun safety um there's a bit more to it than don't, don't be an asshole uh i i generally speaking try to be uh very very safe with firearms i don't fuck with them i've said before i don't front with them uh i'm not a fucking idiot and uh you know that sort of thing um and we just go out and shoot now <laughs> When you're taught to shoot at a young age at like five and you're shooting 22s and something like that, and then uh, you've, you, 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 you de develop a degree of, uh, I say, technical proficiency with guns. I would not say that I am a, uh, in any way an expert, right? I mean, I can break down a, uh, an AK-47 or an AR and clean it and put it back together, but um, can't do it with my eyes closed, nor do I give a shit. Uh, and I certainly ain't some fucking weirdo about it. Right. Um, you know, uh, but... Yeah, I mean, we would go do stupid shit, um, go shoot the shit out of fucking dead cows in the woods, or uh, um, <laughs> we used to we used to go out behind the mall. We used to go out behind uh, a mall not too far from my house, and there was a power line, and it was it's not rural enough that you could do this anymore, but it was when I was younger, and we would um, 
put targets up in the power line and shoot at them. And there were there was a train, there were train tracks that would run the opposite direction of, of uh, where we shot, so behind us. And uh, when the train came, we would just turn around and unload on the train. <laughs> right? Yeah. And it was nothing like, you know, it wasn't like 30 caliber. It was always like 22s and shotguns. But there would be like four of us between the ages of like 16 and 20 standing there with our fucking shotgun, shooting the fucking train from the hip, shooting the <laughs> shit out of the fucking train with uh, our 22 longs and stuff. And uh, that was always fun with handguns and stuff. Um, now that I think about that, it is uh, remarkably reckless behavior. Um to do with a firearm stuff that I would not recommend doing as an adult, but it's the sort of thing that if you give a, uh, a teenagers, especially teenage males, the opportunity, they will almost certainly jump. They are champing at the bit to do something like that. Yeah. Um, and, uh, it was fun now, uh, licensing and carrying. I mean, there's all sorts of shooter safety, pro, pro, you know, programs you can go through the Utah firearms course and so forth. Uh, it is inescapable that you will deal with shitheads. And that's why I don't like gun people. That's why I don't talk to gun people. I don't care if you're a fucking leftist or a rightist. I don't give a fuck if you're a centrist. I don't give a fuck who you are. I do not want to be around you during gun talk. Don't like it. You're terrible. Shut the fuck up. The only reason people on the left want guns like myself is so that I can shoot fucking fascists and Christo fascists and fucking Republicans when they come for me. And the only reason that Republicans have guns is so they can shoot people like me when I come for them. It's just a big fucking peering at each other over the trenches. And anybody that tells you that it wouldn't be better if everybody wasn't fucking armed to the teeth is fucking lying about that. Because ain't nobody shooting the cops. Ain't nobody shooting the fucking military. Ain't nobody looking to shoot anybody except somebody who they think disagrees with them politically. That's it. Right. If 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 every gun disappeared off of the face of the planet tomorrow, it would be a much, much better place. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. I wouldn't give a shit. It's not like uh, I need my uh, a. I, it's not like I need to lovingly look at a picture of my AR for me to come or anything like that. Um, and <laughs> right, I know yes. that there's plenty of dudes that act like that's what they fucking need to get off. Um, you don't need it. It's a fucking toy. Um, for sure. It's not practical for anything. That said. I've talked about how I got a few uh, a few ready to go in these uh, uncertain and trying times because who knows what weirdos are going to do in three months if we still have to sit in our fucking basements and make this podcast. Right. This is yes. This is true. I I heard about fifteen shots popping off in my neighborhood the other night. Um. Yeah. My feeling on guns is is mixed because I I do like them, but I'm a hobbyist at best. Um. I think any sort of like gun culture people are just as annoying, if not more annoying, than hobbyists of any other type. Car people, right? All that shit. It's it's deeply it's, fucking annoying. It's it's when people bring their fucking their political ethos to the fucking table, right? Right. And by and large, you can't participate in gun culture with having, without having to fucking deal with, uh, you know, fucking red hats and fucking, uh, you know, rebel flags. For uh, sure. But I don't want to fucking deal with, uh, I don't want to deal with scully cap wearing fucking leftists talking about guns either. Right. You know yeah. What I mean, like suck a it, dick, dude. Yeah, it's it's annoying no matter which side of the aisle that you're on. It's obviously much much worse on the right side. Um, that you know that said, like if if I could snap my fingers, if I could Thanos snap every gun on the planet out of existence, I would. That's not the world that we live in. So yeah, I'm an advocate an advocate for arming yourself. Um, 
you know, that said, if you're looking for an actual resource where you can learn about gun safety, um, if organizing is something that you're interested in doing, but you obviously don't want to join a fucking right wing racist militia, um, there is the SRA, the Socialist Rifleist, the Socialist Rifle Association, which is essentially the leftist equivalent to the NRA without all the racism and shit. Um, that said, you know, they, they can lean kind of heavy into dumb identity politics, depending on what, what chapter you're involved with. Um, they're all independently operated chapter with sort of like an overarching ethos. Um, so you're going to get different stuff depending on where you are and depending on who are the, who the people involved are. But, you know, man, as we've talked about on this show before, largely neither of us like to spend time around anybody who desperately wants to be part of a group so my my recommendation to you would be if you got friends or family that you can learn from that are um that are well versed in gun safety learn from them suck it up in terms of you know if you if you got to take a class and it's taught by some fucking cop you know what that fucking sucks but the most important thing about being a gun owner owner is obviously practicing fucking safety and knowing what you're doing and you're going to be more of a danger to yourself and others uh if you don't know what the fuck you're doing with a, a firearm than if you are i grew up personally um with my dad teaching me how to shoot my 11th birthday present was an old bolt action 22 rifle i started shooting when i was probably six seven years old so it was kind of second nature to me my dad I guess you could be could be termed as a leftist like in the 80s because he was like a punk hardcore kid that was into crass. But he was essentially just a teenager who didn't have a developed worldview. He just wanted to drop acid and fucking stage dive. Right. Um, So, yeah, it's pretty unavoidable, unavoidable. um, But you like I said, you don't you don't want to hang out with gun people on either side of the aisle anyway. So just learn uh, however you can, whether that's taking a class maybe check into the Socialist Rifle Association and then uh, don't talk about guns. Then don't talk to people about guns. Um, don't congregate with other people who have guns because it's annoying and you might as well just go fucking congregate in the local diner parking lot with all your cars. Just have them, treat them as tools. Um, and beyond that, you know, I, I got nothing else to say about yeah, that. Yeah, right? and don't come at it from like a point of like, ideological leanings because that's just going to bum you out have some fucking fun right learn the safety of it and enjoy it for what it is um you know it's like you know it's loud things going boom is always fun right for sure that's it that's it for me it's good for about 15 minutes and then i'm done right i enjoy it for about 15 minutes you know i'll load up some clips rip off 100 rounds okay i'm good i'm done I don't need to go to the range all fucking day, nor do I want to. Not unless I can get uh, get a bunch of like reactive targets and like you know have fun, right? But then right. you cross the line. At what point is having fun no longer being safe, right? Probably right. when you're like you know putting the fucking propane tank 150 yards downrange and seeing if you can make it explode. Oh, but that sounds so fucking sick. Right. I mean, that, that's when it's fun, but that's when it's not safe. Um, and ev- everybody, I don't care. I don't care if you, uh, you know, are a fucking uh, MAGA enthusiast or, you know, a fucking Che Guevara apologist, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's fun blowing shit up, man. It's fun. And if you can get rid of the fucking bullshit ideology behind it and just go up, go out and have some fun, 
that's when it's fun. It's not fun thinking about it from a political leaning. It's not fun thinking about it from a protection leaning because that just bums you out. Because like I said, you ain't doing it for the the pigs. You ain't doing it because the military, the government coming to get you. All you're thinking about is, am I going to have to kill another fucking actual just civilian? Right. Right. That's not fun. That's a fucking bummer. And anybody that tells you otherwise is a psychopath or fucking lying. And uh, yeah, so... Start start with some training programs. Just stay out of the fucking political leanings. It's it's inevitable. It's inevitable. Don't go to gun shows. Um, right. You know, you, you cannot avoid it. You cannot avoid it. You just have to suck it up and deal with it. Seek some good safety training and uh, have fun with it. But don't don't look at it as like a political statement or anything like that because that sucks. That sucks. Right. Yeah, um, for sure. And, if, and herping, hell yeah. Uh, uh, dude. Uh, if it wasn't for all this quarantine nonsense, I'd be going off in a couple of weeks to catch rattlesnakes up in Michigan for a week. And, uh, I'm looking at a couple of trips back to PA to do some looking for timber rattlesnakes this, uh, this summer. Um, you know, so, uh, I'm all for that sort of shit. Well, y'all, y'all should link up because, because TJ is very, very knowledgeable dude. He's, he's, he is a big, uh, big, big advocate and is always posting dope ass fucking snakes and shit. Well, if he wants to get a hold of me, you're my gatekeeper. You're my intern. So... Yeah, I love that, man. Really great. Love love being the intern. Yeah. <laughs> so on that note, uh, we got two more messages this week. Let's listen to those real quick and uh, and uh, see if we can't offer any more helpful advice. To Let's the give listeners. some life advice on how to arm yourself to the teeth. That's right. Hey, yo, why y'all be looking like a computer programmer named Christine Dontar? Fucked up. Okay. <laughs> okay. Who was that from? I I couldn't tell you. I don't. Uh, they don't give me a name, okay. like you know, with, associated with the number. So I have no idea. Okay. Okay. Christine Dontar. I I, who, I don't know who that is. Uh, I kind of want to know. I want to see. I want to see somebody with the name Dontar. What they look like. Yeah. Let me let me look let me look up what that is. If it is anything. Is that code for something? I wonder. I, Domtar. I wonder. I wonder if. Uh, Maybe we're, uh, maybe, maybe like some sort of like international network has discovered our podcast and are using it to send code to one another, (laughs) you know? Yeah, maybe. Like maybe somebody discovered it like one of the fucking Russian number stations, you know what I mean? Where you could listen to static and then hear a number like once every six months and it was like spy stations. (laughs) Right. Cause Google isn't turning anything up for that. So it might just be a, it could be an obscure reference that just goes over our heads or maybe us caping up for the uh the musical quality of some of screwdrivers output has made this show now like a racist dog whistle maybe um where they're now communicating <laughs> there's this is racist code that they're using to communicate with other with uh with time for choosing yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean um i i don't know i can't decipher the meaning of that uh message it was it was delivered in an entertaining way i, I liked it that. That's, i liked it so maybe we'll hear more about christine domtar in the future Yes, perhaps so. Next call. Uh, on that note, yeah, let's listen to the last call for the day. Hey, how we doing? What a time to be alive in the pandemic. I hope you all are doing good. Uh, dude, I will PayPal you all. Fuck, I don't even know how to put a figure on it. But I will PayPal you all some good money if you can get John Shaw on this podcast. And I just want to hear this dude talk about eating shit. Cause that is fucking insane. 
And the fact that you knew somebody who has literally eaten a fucking, not just a turd, but turds, and been caught, you, I mean, have to try and track this dude down, because I have to know why a kid would do that. That is fucking crazy. So, yeah. Uh, get him on, and the fucking dollar bills will fly, because I have to hear what this dude has to say for himself. Uh, have a great day. Okay. All right. Okay. So that that was Joe Stevens asking about the uh, the legendary John Shaw that you spoke about in the last episode. <laughs> so, um, I I I I actually meant to bring this up a couple up like last episode. I went and looked at my elementary school yearbook and I found Hello. John Shaw, and I'm pretty sure that John Shaw was the dude eating the poop. But if John Shaw is out there and I have besmirched your good name. Uh, maybe ruined your wife, your, your relationship with your wife. Maybe your kids are looking at you a little differently or something like that. And it wasn't you. Even if it was you, dude, I'm sorry. I'm glad you grew up. I'm glad you stopped eating shit. Um, I hope you stopped <laughs> eating shit. Maybe you didn't. Maybe maybe it's what you do now. Maybe it's what you like. That's fine too, right? I mean, I'm. who am I? Who am I to d- deny the uh, shit eating that occurs between two consenting adults in their own home? Indeed. Um but I did look up pictures of John Shaw in my elementary school yearbook because I had a couple. And um, I will have to say that his 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 head is not nearly the obelisk that I described it to be. Um, and um, he looks like a perfectly nice little boy in the pictures. Um, so uh, I, you know, I just want to put that out there that uh, if it wasn't uh, if it wasn't you, John, sucking on turds. Um, Sorry about that. I can't remember who it was then, but I know there was a kid that sucked on turds, and uh, and it wasn't me. Um, and uh, if it was you, John, I hope that you're not doing it anymore, or if you are doing it, it's uh, with uh, the full consent and knowledge of uh, everyone involved. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I I I can't can't argue with that, right? I I am not against anything that anybody wants to do in the privacy of their own home, as long as everybody involved are are consenting adults. I'm I am totally with that. Um, <clears throat> I wish that we could. I, I wish we could get him on here to talk about you know eating shit. Um, I will say too, it's always a pleasure to hear Joe Stevens' voice on the other side of the line. Yeah. Um, I I hope that I hope that becomes a recurring theme. Both of his calls so far have been. Uh, have been day makers. Um, love, love that that dude is listening to the podcast now. Truly one of my favorite Indianapolis dudes of, of all time. Um, so, uh, so on that note, man, yo, I wish I, we can't do it obviously for privacy re- reasons, but like, you know, I so badly wish that we could scan the picture of, of John Sean. Yeah, we can't, we can't, <laughs> we definitely, we Listen, definitely cannot. He no. looks like a perfectly nice little boy. I know. I just want to put a face with 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 who was sucking on the turds. I you will know show I mean? it to you. Right. Sure. I'll show it to you next time, and you can tell me if he looks like a shit sucker. Uh, <laughs> I don't think. I think he looks like a sweet little boy, and uh, it pains me to think that my memory of him was basically with a shoebox for a head and a fucking <laughs> you know brown rocket hanging out of his mouth. <laughs> Yeah, poor John. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I I too wish him the best. <laughs> um, on that note, 
God, I wish we could dedicate this episode to John Shaw, but there's just so much that, for for in the interests of good taste, yeah, uh, we, we we can't do. But um, on that note, I guess let's uh, let's wrap it up for the week. Um, I think we do have one. We do have one new patron. Let me uh, let me see who that who that is. Uh, in the meantime, while I'm that looking that up, I'll just say. If you uh, you know if you do want to donate to the Patreon, go ahead and head over to Demolition uh, Patreon.com slash Demolition Podcast. Um, you know, five dollars and up gets you access to all of the Patreon exclusive content. Sometime this week, we got to get together and record part two of our Deep Wound Family Tree episode. I think next up, we're going to do Lou uh, Lou Barlow. The first episode we did, we just basically did a look at. Uh, at uh, everything that Jay Maskus was involved in from Deep Wound moving forward, and we're going to do the same thing with every member of Deep Wound. Yeah, we'll do um, that uh, later this week, maybe. Yeah, yeah, that would be cool because it's been—I think it's been, it's been a, a week. It's been, or a, week. Two. It's been a, you know, a week. Yeah, uh, it might have been two weeks. Two weeks. We it's every other up. week where we try. You know, we initially wanted to try to post Patreon episodes, so it's time yeah, we yeah, got to get sure. one up this week. Yeah, maybe we can get together to uh, tomorrow evening and record it or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, but either way, so yeah, if you if you subscribe at the five dollar and up <laughs> tier, it gives you it gets you access to uh, all of the Patreon exclusive content. We have got uh, Brandon Pagano is a new three dollar and fifty cent patron. Brandon, I think, became a patron a patron after he saw that I lost my job. That is deeply appreciated, Brandon. However. Uh, as of right now, we're not making enough on the Patreon, uh, Patreon for us to to take any sort of personal cut out of it. We're just using it to throw back into the uh, into the show. But that said, every little cent is uh, is appreciated. Sure, um, you know, give a buck fifty more, and you'll get access to actually you know good content every month. But uh, if you're just doing it because you like me, hey, you know, I got no beef with the next three three dollars and fifty cents coming in every month. God bless. Um, if you want to send in music, you can send it in via the email at demolitionpodcast at gmail.com. That's the best way to get it to us. Like I said, we're always going to prioritize email submissions because that's how it started. But uh, there is a dedicated thread in the Facebook group. If you're on Facebook and you don't mind a bunch of people acting like complete and utter uh, lunatics, you can head over to the Demolition Podcast Facebook group. And honestly, it's chilled out a lot. Pretty much at this point, it's exclusively talking about punk, hardcore, metal and stuff. And uh, there are a lot of complete morons with hot takes in there that will blow your fucking mind that people think i i every day i log on and i see something somebody saying something so overwhelmingly supremely stupid that my jaw drops what's what's the most recent um somebody well this one is not is not that i mean it's it's deeply stupid but it's not like out of this world stupid um somebody maintaining that um that circle jerks are better than bad brains, which mm. is just a just a wild. T- I mean, I love circle jerks, right. but that is a that's a wild take. You yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. bad brains are like one of the best bands of all time. Like uh, I don't know, that's just a wild thing to say. We also have uh, Javier in there who uh, who is always dropping insane shit. Like he he was talking about how the no for an answer seven inch is unlistenable garbage. Um, he often describes things that are. Wait, what did he are, say was unlistenable garbage? The no for an answer seven inch. Oh God, yeah, yeah. He 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 often he often describes things that are basically universally accepted as classics as being completely unlistenable. He's what you call a contrarian. He is a he is a contrarian in the in died in the wool in the truest sense of the word. But Javier, love your contributions to the group. Keep it up. Um, you know. 
sometimes it doesn't bring a smile to my face. Other times it does. Like when you post memes about how uh, the uniform, about how screaming for change by uniform choice is uh, not that good, but blood days by unity is a classic record. (laughs) I mean, what a, what a fucking galaxy brain shit take that is. Nonetheless, God bless. Um, so if you feel like talking about punk and hardcore, um, you can join the Facebook group on there and there's a dedicated thread to submit bands on there. I go through there every once in a while and pick out some submissions from there. And then last but not least, if you want to call, go ahead and send a message to 260-222-8341 and we'll get around to it at some point now that we've figured out a uh, a tried and true method for uh, getting messages over to you, Nate, during this quarantine. Yeah, that was easy. We'll keep, yeah, easy enough. I just emailed them over to you, so we'll just do it every episode. And uh, yeah, on that note, thanks for tuning in and, uh, you know, we'll holler at you next week.